show from a heavy metal perspective. From Danzig to death, to Dark Throne to Dr. Shrinker. Buckle up, things are about to get heavy. This is the Metal Podcast. Let's rock and roll. And welcome to another episode of the Metal Podcast, the show that I guess this time we're continuing our streak of actually talking about metal until we don't. I am AC, and I am joined by the madman, the uh, the first officer, the deputy, everything that is second to me, of course. DJ, how are you doing? Yes, respect my authority. I am fantastic. Enjoying, uh, enjoying this wonderful weather we're experiencing here. How are you today, AC? I'm great. I'm also enjoying this wonderful weather. But I don't know how the weather is in <laughs> in the uh, in the great white, the greatest white north of Scandinavia. As we have two guests, tornado. How are you doing? I'm fine, thanks. Uh, nice to nice to meet you, AC and DJ, and thanks for inviting us. It's really the weather here is uh, warm. We have around uh, zero Celsius, so it's warm for us. Cold for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and Miko, how are you doing? Uh, very well, and nice to meet you guys, and nice to be in here. Uh, it's been very cold a couple of weeks. And next week, once ago, we're going cold area, so everything looks very well and heavy. <laughs> well, win- winter just started, so it, it's 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 going to get colder and, and until it doesn't. But I don't know how long does your winter last up there? How long? Well, it depends on what well, you you have to define uh, where, uh, winter. So uh, when it's freezing, when it's freezing. Life. In my opinion, it's about six months. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but most of it, most of most of that time, it's pretty easy to live here. Uh, it's about two or three months that you you live in the dark mostly, um, but you get used to that, and uh, the weather goes up and down. Like Miko said, sometimes it's really like horribly cold, and sometimes it's just okay. Um, but it's also beautiful, you know, during the daytime, the few hours that we have the daylight uh, during the dark uh, period, the two or three months. It's really beautiful here, so I'm not complaining. But I do like warm weather. In summer, it's really warm here also, which is funny. It can be really, really hot here. So we can have about maybe 60 or even 70 uh, uh, Celsius uh, between summer heat and the uh, coldest winter imagine wow. that and, uh, and i think that, that that's why we do so melancholic music because we <laughs> we live in darkness i was gonna say it seems like a good at, a good atmosphere for for hard rock and metal you know yes. plenty, plenty yeah. to write about it and the ambiance as well <laughs> yeah, ambience yeah, is good. Deep, yeah i think deep, depression is all all, all <laughs> timing with us oh goodness <laughs> No. Not with me. I we're used try to be- and, we'll try and cheer you guys up. You know, we're gonna have a good time. You know, <laughs> do our best. Maybe enough. maybe we'll end up more depressed than those, but hopefully not. Sorry, <laughs> Mick, I'm not depressed. Well, yeah, there, there's a reason the Beach Boys didn't write metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Which which also r- runs counter to all the Florida guys. I mean, that's where death metal pretty much started, mm. with the exception of possessed. It, it all came from there, and the, the, Florida has much nicer beaches than California, but Florida is also kind of a crazy place. It, you guys are both from Finland, born and raised. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm, oh, I I was born in in Austria and Vienna, mm. in Europe. Uh, yeah. Arnold. And I've been living, living in Sweden also, you know, in a few cities and several places in, in Finland. So uh, I'm not really, I don't come from anywhere. <laughs> but, no place to call home. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I, I think I can call, if I have to call some city home, then I'd probably say Kuopio because that's, this is where I've been living uh, for the mm. most uh, of my life. Or Well, yeah, yeah. For the most of my life, so. but I, I, I don't think yeah. I would be here without you know my day job and without my friends. I would be somewhere else, and I probably will be. I've been thinking about that, so maybe Florida would be that bad. I don't know. Let's see what you got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm born in Finland, okay. and now I live in Helsinki, mm. capital city. There you go, the big. Oh no, no, uh, guys. Guys, it's Helsinki is not the real capital. They just think <laughs> it, they don't know that Kuopio is in the middle of Finland, <laughs> and the real capital. We don't even have to discuss it, but yeah, just for you guys to know. Yeah, of, of course, real capital is Kowala, but you know. Ah, come on. But this is yeah. Well, I guess it's like it's like California. Like Los Angeles is the capital of California, even though the capital is Sacramento. But Sacramento is like a worthless pilot crash. <laughs> Los Angeles isn't that far behind, but Sacramento is just like a total dump. But I think oh, yeah. that's probably true of like every state in the United States. Like just the where the capital is, it's not the big city, but it is a dump. Yeah. Yeah. No. Are, you, you, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, AC. Are either of you familiar with the band Horna? Horna, yeah. I'm not yeah. really like like I cannot talk about Horna, but I know the band. There is a band called yeah. Horna that do this. Yeah, so that heavy. that yeah, that's the extent of of my Finnish metal knowledge. But uh, yeah, that was my my introduction to metal from Finland, and um, I think that that is one of the most impressive bands of that genre that I've ever heard. It is. Because a lot of black metal, it, it does get to the point where it does kind of all start to sound the same. There are a few standouts, and there are a lot of bands, like in the more underground bands, you get stuff like uh, like Leviathan or Krieg that do stand out, and they are really solid bands. But I think Horna is kind of like the 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 Led Zeppelin of, of black metal, and they're right there in your backyard. And not yeah, not they... not in terms of innovation, but in terms of like how creative they are with their music and how good their songs are. And it is, I don't want to say radio friendly, but very catchy, but not in a poppy cheesy way. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of metal bands here, uh, from every metal, uh, sub genre. And, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's in a way it's good and it's bad because, uh, it's good that uh, kids have something else to do than use drugs and, you know, run wild in the streets. But the bad thing is that uh, most of the bands who can tour in Finland, play shows in Finland, they are 
metal bands or uh, like pure metal bands. I don't know what it means exactly, but that's, do you mean that's, when you say pure metal? Do you mean like like Iron Maiden, Dio, Ozzy, Judas yeah. Priest? Yeah, yeah, that, that and and also um, I think thrash metal is also also kind of popular here, and power metal is very popular also. Mm. So you got to be metal to to be to be able to tour. Or we have this horrible thing. You think your rap is horrible, but yeah, I do. <laughs> Finnish rap is. Oh, there's Finnish rap. Oh. <laughs> don't, 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 go there. don't go there, guys. Don't go there. Okay. <laughs> right. We'll take your word for no, it. No, 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 no. Hold on. This can of worms has been opened. Yeah. All right. okay. <laughs> All right. No, no, no. Scratch no. the whole episode. This, We're on to a no, new... <laughs> this, this is what I, I have to know. What is the lyrical content of Finnish oh, yeah. rap? Obviously, if I no. read it, I wouldn't be able to understand it. But what is the rough... You like what do they rap about? Do they rap about like well, the cold frostbitten and like snow and I think, I think mainstream artists singing to ordinary things, not so bad things. But also there's so they're so underground, there's very good lyrics. But the mainstream is very I don't know. So the mainstream 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 rappers in Finland they sing like about I don't know maybe like raising your kids and washing your teeth and uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know you know smile I don't it's it's just horrible it's it's like there used to, there there is also a, a music musical genre a traditional Finnish dance music it's not if you if I say call it dance music you probably understand it a little bit differently than we do. It's it's like uh, tradi- really traditional dances. People dance well with each other, like in big circles and whatever. So they uh, and there's a there's a traditional uh, way of doing that. And those lyrics are like you know, if you take beach take the Beach Boys and cheese them up like really badly. Uh, you might end up somewhere around those lyric lyrical styles, and that's kind of a the thing that the new, the modern rappers have uh, brought to this day. They sing about like nothing, nonsense, nothing. I, I don't get anything out of that. Uh, although, like Miko say, said, there are a few a good ones, like Paleface, uh, but he sings in uh, he raps in in English. He, he's done some finished stuff, but, but check out mm. Paleface. He's, he's a good one, and he does them really well. Interesting. But, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the mainstream artists, they are just all of them. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, well, I'm really, uh, well, well, hold or, on. When you, when you say, okay. like, they, they sing about, like, raising your kids or, or brushing <laughs> your teeth, that's, like, the opposite of what rappers hear. It's probably, it's more like... Uh, smoke crack to rot your teeth and then beat your kids that's pretty much what they're rapping about here so 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 did they just so did they they hear it in finland and say like well i like the beats and i like the cadence but i don't like what they're saying so let's just clean it up and make make (laughs) our own family friendly version of this i honestly i wouldn't hate rap so much if if it was if it wasn't just a, a celebration 
uh, of just destruction. Yeah, if it had some sort of wholesome message. Not even wholesome. It, it, not even wholesome. Okay. Just not <laughs> destructive. Because here's the thing. Because, you yeah. know, we, like, we, we do the metal. And there's a lot of violence and there's darkness in metal. There is, there is depression, but like, we don't go around killing people. Like that's, that's the difference. Sure. You did. You had the guys in, in Norway doing that in the early nineties, but like, let's be real. Those were kids. Like those were just straight up teenagers and they did not know that. Like they didn't understand how life worked. They were confused. They were full of angst. They wanted to stand out. They wanted to be something. If you take those guys at like 30 or 40 and just introduce them to those music, like, you know, change the past, they wouldn't have killed people. They wouldn't have burned down the churches. Maybe they'd have the same messages that they have, but they. Yeah, but you know, that that thing about burning churches in Norway, the Norwegian black metal thing, that was, uh, I understand that's uh, because they really wanted to stand out and uh, if you would really understand the way the Norwegians live, it is really, I mean, I'm not, I'm not uh, standing for violence, no. But uh, I understand their logic, how they came into the decision, let's burn some uh, churches, because they really started to hate the environment. And it was like, just like, you know, aggression that they probably couldn't put anywhere else. And um, Christianity uh, was uh, really, uh, they wanted to destroy Christianity. And that's another chapter, I believe. But, but you know, the logic behind those things is just to uh, stand out from the crowd and do something that is so horrible that everyone understands that these guys are doing something just the way. You know, it's it's been done before, and it's been done in music. It's been done in in uh, pop culture earlier, also in other ways. But I'm not saying that it's a good thing to go burning uh, churches or you know burning anything uh, mm-hmm. than wood in the fireplace or killing people or chopping them up. It's sick. But one thing that I when I when I heard AC listen to AC talking, I think we should separate two things. Uh, one is uh, the aggression as an emotion that we all do have. Like the name, our band name, Gentle Savage. It's not about being gentle or being savage. Uh, it's about uh, the thing that we all have, all living creatures. We have the savage, we have the gentle side. But if you understand yourself, you don't have to be uh, full-time savage or full-time gentle. You can be in the middle, just yourself. But to people who cannot um, understand their feelings or understand their environment or understand basically anything about life, it's really hard to figure out what to do and where to go. And that's uh, that's where, for example, metal music comes in. Like like classic. I've been listening to Dio and Deep Purple and every hard rock. I, all those old bands, there is this certain free, searching from free search for freedom, and there is this uh, certain madness you can find there. There is even uh, depression or whatever. But the thing is rather to get it out of your system by listening uh, and relating to the music and the lyrics, not the way that uh, these uh, rappers you talk about. 
they they contribute to violence they and to drugs they are taking people there but a uh, good metal or hard rock can take you away from that you know give you give give your emotions a road route to to find out to find out of depression i know what i'm talking about i've been like i'm not joking i've been depressed i've been you don't even believe and i don't believe that i'm here talking to you right now but this is the thing music whatever style it should be a channel for emotions to mm. be shown and to be released the emotions should be moving all the time and we should not look at this is evil or this is good or you know all that shit is we don't need it but the modern world is wicked it cannot it cannot hide from the truth and that's that's where these guys come uh to publicity they can they can use the weakness and i understand your i mean i hear a lot of uh, i don't know if it's even rage uh but uh anyway negative thinking uh, that you 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 talked about earlier it shouldn't be there no it's, it's definitely bad energy when when you put that negativity in your mind yeah. and i do i do believe that we should not take you know you, you should take no part in the worthless uh pleasures of evil and darkness you know and instead rebuke and expose them because you know because when you do expose them the light starts to shine on it and, and it shows up and the people at least listening to the rap and this degeneracy will hopefully see how wrong they really are for putting that in their brain you know and some of them our hopes is that they will essentially see the light and, and, and see that there are other forms of music that is actually inspirational, creative, creative, and has a positive message. Because when you listen to, you know, Dio or, or, or you know, Deep Purple, it gets you to pick up an instrument and do something with your life. When, when instead listening to rap, oh, let me, let me go pick up a gun, go rape someone. Let me go drug someone and rob them. Like, like yeah. those are your options. And well, think- my heroes are doing it. So, and, <laughs> and they're celebrated by the media. So clearly this is what is acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way they yeah. think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think as an artist, I also have the responsibility to bring the good values about this kind of interviews or mm-hmm. I could write the lyrics, depression or whatever, but in in this uh, platform, I could bring the good things, good values. Also, it's it's. I think the world needs those kind of mm-hmm. things more than ever. Actually, yes, and yeah. and and good and I, and when and inspirational. That doesn't necessarily mean like let me preach the word of Jesus. Like that is good. Oh, and that, it, it is no. inspirational, but it 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 it, it has because that's kind of what it's. Those words have turned into and and i think that that's all well and and good Uh, but you can inspire someone to just like doing something good because like metal itself is kind of like aggression not channeled but focused 
and it is it is like yeah. taking because we all get frustrated like doesn't matter if uh like you your your car gets a flat tire or you're trying to fix the sink and you don't have enough room under the, uh, underneath someone cuts whatever. you off <laughs> someone yeah whatever like it, it just it just it happens but yeah. and and going back to the, the norwegian guys is like yeah they those guys they they just did not know how to properly focus all their frustration and rage and then it just it it just turned into like the worst possible thing which is, is just yeah. violence you know and they followed they followed the uh, certain rituals and those rituals always lead to madness mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. i don't know how much you know about that i know like i told you earlier the last time I talk i i know Strange things. I've seen strange things happening, and uh, I know where those li- uh, those rituals take you. They they take you to darkness, and you cannot uh, get get back. There is a certain point where you cannot get back. And that's 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 that should never be mm-hmm. uh, in public. That should not be. It should be. You know, I don't know if, if banned is is the right word, but it, at least. It should have a counter force, and like uh, AC said, um, we I think we need to separate a religion from like real things. I mean, religion doesn't, in my point of view, it doesn't have anything to do with your true uh, natural um, beliefs and believing in good or believing in bad. That's a choice you make. You don't need religion there. Personally, uh, I'm not a Christian anymore. I'm, uh, I uh, I don't see it necessary. Um, but I do believe in nature. My grandmother was a... Well, she was a lady of the forest. Let's call it that way. Hmm. So... So... Uh, um, it's about choices and it's about what you what you feel inside and the more you search yourself from the inside without any religions without any isms without anyone telling you what to do the more really you get the more you know how to behave naturally it comes naturally you don't have to i don't have to like find it in a books or in in podcasts or anywhere you can you have it and you know what is uh, right or wrong, we all do. We all do know. And when it comes, like AC talked about, uh, said about, you know, was it DJ or AC? I don't remember anymore. But about <laughs> Dio, uh, uh, if you if you read uh, read Dio's lyrics very carefully, uh, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of those ideas. In fact, and many other heavy metal bands have. Uh, Kind of a religious thoughts, but they they're they're hidden, and people go like, "Oh, this is so evil," but they're talking the opposite. Mm-hmm. They're sort of sucking you out from the dark, but you don't you don't necessarily get it. I remember having a fight about this with my with my friend years years and years ago. I don't remember the song anymore, but but you know, I said that this is this is like this song is about goodness. He was like, "What?" Uh, <laughs> yeah well let's see later and then you know 10 years later I said yeah no I understand so that's that's the way I look at it 
Yeah, you know, well, as you're well, talking, well, I want to, I want to push back a little bit. I do disagree that that like you don't need uh, to just look inward because if you surround yourself with good things, you will be good. But if you are surrounded by bad things, they do influence you and corrupt you. You, you, you do need a force for good, whether it's good people or whether it's Jesus, but you do need to have something good around you because that's pretty much what's happened to society is degeneracy and amorality has taken over and that's what's caused things to fall apart. And so when, when your mainstream music is, you know, uh, like kill someone and, you know, take their money, be a drug dealer, then a celebration of bad is going to rub off on people. Yeah, like, and yeah, go, ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, as Tornado was talking, you know, what he's talking about, you know, that there, there are these, you know, sex rituals and there are this dark stuff. Well, you know what? That reminds me of AC. Is Your last birthday? Is three. Oh, oh, oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the dirty third. No, the West Memphis three. And uh, we had an author podcaster on uh, William Ramsey, who did an, an incredible book. and. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are aware of, of this situation that happened, but a lot of heavy metal bands and even, you know, someone like Johnny Depp came to the rescue. The Dixie of these, Chicks, Eddie Vedder. Yeah, they came to the rescue and got these child rapist murderers out of jail who are still convicted, um, but they are running free and they're selling their magic books and their satanic stuff. And it is really eye-opening to see how that there were like three documentaries made to influence the media in the whole country. If you bring up the West Memphis three, like, Oh yeah, those are those guys that got picked on for liking heavy metal. It's like, well, it is a little deeper than that. And, and it is something that, yeah, we are aware that that stuff does exist and it is not good to put it lightly. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And what, what AC said, uh, still, I, I disagree about the thing that we need religion to be good. Oh, we I well, well, I didn't say that. I, I just to clarify, I, I'm yeah, saying good, some yeah. you you need I good yeah. you need good influences, and some yeah, people good influences. That's, yeah, yeah. That's some some people yeah. need religion. It can be philosophy, but it can be anything. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that you cannot. It's not. I'm, I'm not saying that you should not use religion. I'm not saying that. If it's good for you, it's good for you. That's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah you do the right yeah. thing because it's the right thing to do. Like that's yeah, it, it, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I yeah, I was I was just saying that you need to be surrounded by things that are objectively good, whether yes. it's good people or it is uh, religion. Like it just needs to be something that has a good message and a, a good uh, outlook. Because mm-hmm. not yes, of course. And then we have to, of course. Uh, um, uh, think about the the thing. What is like? How should I put this? Um, if, if we take a, uh, think about the good, we should surround us with good things. Mm-hmm. Um, a good thing can be, let's say, a kid who's uh, messed up, and he or she starts to listen to metal, like we talked earlier. That can be the good thing, no matter what. Others think about the band. It can be called even a satanic black metal trash death, whatever band. Sure. Uh, but 
it affects the kid in a good way because he or she can, you know, somehow channel uh, the emotions and and in the end uh, may bring good things to him or her. But it doesn't always happen. If that certain band happens to be connected with things that are not good, it can suck that person into those spheres that you probably wouldn't want to go otherwise. And that's the bad thing. Mm, so not all that seems to be like, if you look at it and uh, you just, you don't, you don't concentrate, it may look somehow uh, questionable even, but it's not always a bad thing. And that should also be, uh, be uh, considered because I find uh, in Finland at least, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I think it's, I don't know about America, I've never been there, but uh, there's a lot of people who want to tell you that this is good, that yeah. is bad. And that's mm -hmm. like a peep-up situation, the way I see it. I mean, because uh, the society takes everything, sucks out everything. Like you talked about the society, when it gets really twisted, it, it sucks out everything just for the control and the power. Yes. And, and in that game, every move is accepted. And that's where, where like, I don't, I don't want to be involved. I also stay quite a bit outside, although I do social media. I have to do it to make the band grow, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, but I don't take it. I don't take it for granted. I don't, I don't believe in the things that I see in a social media. I don't even believe the Finnish news. Uh, and the Finnish <laughs> news are like the enemy like, of the people. <laughs> no, no, no. They, they they are really like good news. It is it's it's not like in several it's not real life. It's not, it's not, a, not like, American news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like your country, two you have two political parties, and it the bleeds. Whole, it leads. <laughs> yeah, and, and the whole system is uh, messed up. Yes, we're quite we're quite you know doing quite well here in fact and if the if the news tell you one thing you can sort of believe it but the thing is what exactly do they not tell you mm -hmm. so yes. we do have that problem here also so you have to dig deeper to get in in there but in the end i've tried this i didn't watch uh, the tv at all for one year and then I, I, I came back to the TV and I felt exactly like one year ago, nothing had changed. The yeah. news was the same. Everything same. was the same. All the programs were the same. So I thought, okay, this is not my thing. I may look at the news yeah. or maybe a new movie or something, but, but, you know, you don't get anything out of it. So that's why I read yeah, it's, books. Yeah, it's, most, it's most important to believe yourself and uh, do what you want to do and and that like when i founded rylos in 2013 i look in the mirror who i am as a musician or vocalist and everything led back to my childhood and youth and the bands where it all started and like iron maiden def leppard halloween uh twisted sister mm -hmm. is my favorite band ever and uh, those kind of heroes and those kind of vocalists, they are very good influence influences. I mean, as a vocalist, as a musician, but uh, 
you know what I mean? It's 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 really important to do what you want to do. That that's the main key, actually. Yeah, I think I think I, I think you guys both hit on something really important that I I've been aware of, and it seems like without you know, if you guys weren't doing music, it it seems like and with people listening to rap because you're not picking up an instrument, it seems like you're just bottling up these emotions, bottling up, bottling up, bottling yeah. up. And what happens is you and act your creativity. out irrational. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so like, I'm sure both of you appreciate being musicians and having that outlet to deal with it, whatever it is you're dealing with, just whatever, because life is hard. Anyone that tells you life is easy is lying to you. <laughs> like, uh, it, it's hard. <laughs> About or right. yeah, no, or yeah, they're or they're a billionaire that that inherited all their money and never had to yeah. work for anything. Yeah, but, but money is, but you know, I used to have a lot of money, and I was I was close to being married to a millionaire lady. Uh, then I fucked it up. Of course, oh, sorry. <laughs> Don't worry, uh, yeah, accent covered okay. it up. And uh, <laughs> uh, uh, well. I know how the how it goes and how 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 it affects you when you have money. Uh, and I've had money since that. I've been working really hard with my day job, not the musician job. And um, I've understood that in uh, in fact the the really rich uh, rich uh, folks they are not at all happy for the most of the time because they are so busy collecting money, mm-hmm. and so. To me, um, wealth, it's all right if you have it enough to make it. Uh, but if you have it like, you know, millions or billions, you don't need it. You don't need it. You, you, don't, you, don't, you don't get happy. You don't get creative. You don't get uh, good things done because you focus on yourself and the, the sort of immortal uh, um, uh, self believes that he or she is immortal because of the money. And that's a lie. It's a big mm-hmm. lie. So so when I understood that years ago, I, I stopped searching for the money or, well, I should have been collecting, of course, something, but uh, yeah, well, decisions. Uh, anyway, uh, thinking about being honest, like Mikko t- talked about making music, I think there are steps in the musician's uh, life or uh, the musicianship. We have to grow into it. Uh, the first stage is that we hear someone playing or singing, and it feels like, oh man, that's like your mind explodes. It. Mm-hmm. Can't believe this is true. Yeah. And then you go, I want to do that same. And then you start digging. What do I play? I'll play the drums, no the bass, no the guitar, no I sing, no other. You have to try everything out. And then you find your path and you start practicing. Then you have all these emotions. You you go through everything. I can't do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna quit this and uh, or whatever. And then slowly you grow up. And it takes years and years and years and years to really get to the point where yeah. you can do actual music. And the music is, for me, um, it is actually not that I, um, that I 
actively or willingly go or come to my studio here and start writing music because I'm depressed or I'm happy or whatever, it's more like it used to be that way because I thought that this is the way to do it. But now it's more like a, uh, a need, an urge that comes from the inside that sometimes my wife said that, okay, hey man, um, maybe you should go out and play a little or, you know, have you been playing this uh, uh, this week or whatever? And I say, no. See, and then I come here and I start relaxing and I get to a certain state of mind where everything comes natural. And that's, I, I believe, the, uh, the actual thing where musicians should be going and should go because it's the only place to bring out the good. The only yeah. place you can do good. Uh, uh, otherwise, it's a bit because there are technical things. You can you you learn the chords and you learn the progressions and you learn how to write lyrics and you learn the rhythms and everything. You can basically you can do like if you start right now, you can do a song in a few hours. It's not a problem, but it's just a song. Yeah, I think what you're explaining is uh, passion and doing what you're passionate about. You yeah. know. Yeah, passion is one thing, but I'm I'm talking some about something even deeper. It's okay. it's 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 an urge. It's it's like it's second nature. Let's, let's say let's say that we all know what sexual energy means. I'm not talking about sex, but I'm talking about sexual energy mm -hmm. or energy in in general that we carry within ourselves. Okay. So when let's say that you get sexually aroused. You know the sensation. You know, you know the feeling. Hopefully, I've heard of I, it. <laughs> yeah, I was just yeah. Anyway, but let's Thanks, we who know it. We who know it. We know it. So, so uh, the the need or the urge for playing, playing or singing is kind of similar to that. There's a similarity. You, you sort of something grows inside. You don't know what it is, and you need to kind of make it even with the thing. It's not, it's, passion is another thing. Without passion, we wouldn't be doing this bullshit work mm -hmm. year after year yeah. without that's, that's hardly any success and writing and spending all our time and money on that. That's like passion. Passion keeps us going. And then when you go to uh, go, go on stage, that's another place where you need passion. Yeah. that was a long story yeah. <laughs> no that, that was good you know and, and i i do believe that we need um to be careful how we act because these are difficult days you know and and we really need to not you know to we shouldn't be fools we, we need to do our best to be wise and, and make the most of every opportunity that uh, we have for, for doing good you know and, and it, you know, every action we take should be intentional, you know, and a lot of this music around now, especially popular here is, is thoughtless and it's, and well, how do you, more. how do you spell thought? What? <laughs> what are you asking? You said it's thoughtless. I'd say there's lots of thoughts in, in modern oh, music. Oh, you think so? T H O T. 
That's a oh yeah, an uh, American uh, slang joke. Oh, okay, I went over a lot of my that goes over my head sometimes. But yes, too many, uh, too thought. many, too many letters for you. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. That's okay. No, no. Go ahead. With, did with I interrupt your, your train of thought? <laughs> you did. <laughs> Ruined it. That was at the end of it, anyways. But That's my okay. point was that there is. Yeah, exactly. Concentrating on not what the surrounding uh, environments or whatever uh, tries to feed us. We need to think. We need to think, think, think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, and you know, well, we oh, are we are we are sponges, and mm -hmm. and we we have uh, I do believe our a, a moral compass. Like we we all have a, a basic understanding of right and wrong, and it yeah. can become corrupted. No, like no matter what, I don't care who you are. Like you you can say all you want. Like I will never be corrupted. Okay, uh, go 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 to prison for a year in America and just, and just see what it does to you. Like you will be, you can be corrupted. Everybody Go for can. a week. <laughs> yeah. It, it can happen to, it can happen to, to anybody. And, yes. and, and if you don't know what is good because everyone is telling you what is bad is actually good. Like that's even a, a slang word. Like I was listening back when I was in high school, I was listening to Danzig with someone and someone said, the way he sings is so bad. And I was, I was floored. I was like, oh, like jaw, I, 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 you dare say dancing singing is bad. And then he said, no, bad yeah. means good. Like it, since when bad literally means the opposite of good. What are you talking about? So you, you, you have a bunch of people that are impressionable and they don't quite understand what's happening around them because What's in yeah. front of them is a perversion of reality because yeah. the, the, the natural state I think is an objective good. Like you, 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 you do your, your daily tasks, whether it's chores or your job, you, you spend time with your friends and your family to unwind and you do something for fun. And then you, you eat enough to, to sustain yourself. Like, I think that is the natural state of people. But once you start adding in variables to disrupt that chain, then it starts upsetting the balance and that's when bad starts creeping in. So when, when you tell people like, Hey, it's normal that you work 80 hours a week, multiple minimum wage jobs, and you don't have time for friends and a family. That's normal. You know, that's a good thing. And then, and then the bad thoughts start coming in like, okay, I'm doing that. It doesn't feel normal, but okay, I'll do it. But you, you're not meant to deal with that level of stress because you should be working enough to, to pay for yourself. But if you start working too much and you're not making enough, then you're going to need something to cope, whether it's alcohol or it's drugs or pornography, or it's something that will start twisting your morality. And then when people tell you, no, 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 that's good. It's good to drink. And I'm not going to knock anyone for drinking, but drinking excessively where it starts disrupting your mental and physical health, then it becomes a problem. Just like, uh, like, let's say you take medication from, from a doctor, like, okay, well you have a, a heart defect or something, or like you, you get, I don't know. So, uh, you need insulin because you're diabetic. Okay. Also drugs are good. Okay. Uh, oh, your back hurts here. Have some fentanyl here. Have some morphine. It's like, okay, now you're addicted to drugs. 
See, this is when it starts getting perverted, but people tell you, oh, it's good. So people start to lose focus of what is good and bad when all directions are telling you multiple things. And it, yes, there is a control aspect to you. Like, well, well, they, they tell you this and that, and now you don't know what is what. So now you're the easiest to control because, yeah. because now you are mentally broken. Like this goes back to 1984 with, you know, Winston Smith with just the, the, the rats in the cage. They're just, they're mentally breaking people or uh, pick, pick your metaphor. There's, there's plenty of instances of this. Like that's, that's the point of, of torture. You're going back to even, you know, the branch Davidians, they're just, they torture you to try to get you to, to submit. And if you're, and if you're happy, you're not susceptible to this, but once you start introducing the stress, then the happiness starts to slip. And then that's when bad things come in and then they start corrupting you. And that kind of happened in America to society as a whole. Because we used to have a country, we used to have coherent uh, communities, we used to have high high trust neighborhoods, but then they started slowly changing everything, and then now it's like a dystopian hellhole in every single major city. There maybe there's a few cities out there like San Diego is still okay, but there's plenty of parts of it that are pretty bad. But for uh, on the whole, on the whole. Yeah. yeah well yeah, yeah. i went Rel- there recently and it, it was uh shocking okay uh, i guess i guess it's been a few uh, the years downtown since area I, was, well yeah yeah down, downtown yeah. of anywhere is bad like ever like, since the chargers left it's like oh, okay okay that's true because of all the jobs left <laughs> yeah okay that that makes sense because i was gonna like, say like like most major cities have problems mm-hmm. and but uh but america it, it's every major city is a problem and it, and it's just because of of how they have slowly disrupted society and introduced things that I would say are objectively bad. And there and like Tornado said earlier, like I, I and again I don't know Finland, I don't. But when they say like you know this is good, this is bad, it's I'm sure it's much different than it. It's probably the opposite in America for what they say is good and is bad because here prostitution is seen as empowering for women. It's seen as a a good thing. Like young women should strive to, to do it, to sell their bodies. I would say that is objectively bad. Would you two agree? Yeah. 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 And, and that, and that's kind of that, that perversion that's happened. Like, Oh, you could make, you know, $500 $500 a week working Starbucks, or you could be a prostitute for a thousand dollars a day. But when you, you can say anything, just changing your tone and you can make anything sound good or bad. It, it just, that, that, that mm-hmm. cadence really manipulates people. So I, I would actually say that, yeah, I, I uh, am a firm believer of telling people what is good and what is bad. And, but that's based on, uh, me pretty much trying to tear down what America says is good and bad. Like I'm, I still, I love the idea of America, but the American government and the American system does not reflect how America started. Like it, it has been slowly hollowed out and corrupted. And when, when we have th- this 
this problem of prostitution, and it, it's been renamed sex work to make it sound like it's a real job that you can strive for instead of dealing with it. Like imagine like some, someone's, you know, eight year old daughter, like, what do you want to be when you grow up, Lucy? I want to be a, a sex worker. Cause you used to have kids like, I want to be an astronaut or yeah. like, I want to be a cowboy or I, you know, I yeah. want to be a policeman, but now mm -hmm. it's like, I want to be a SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> I want to get bitches and hoes. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. it's, it's quite, uh, there's a lot of, uh, similarity in our, our thinking. And of course you have this. American state of yeah, mind. Yeah, it's the so American it's brain versus your, yeah. the Finland brain. Yeah, but but, but uh, yeah, I think I could cut down that all to a few phrases. The first one is that we all live one way or other. We live in a dream or kind of a fantasy before we come out from the fantasy. Uh, and uh, that or fiction or whatever you want to call it. And that is because we've been fed with lies and with uh, with this these ideas of what is good and what is bad and uh, and everything has been twisted slowly to to uh, to or from good to bad or from bad to good, uh, meaning that like you say, that things are sort of turned upside down, even. Uh, but uh, the only way to get out of there is to realize who you are and start digging. Like you said, that that we all have some sort of uh, moral morality, except the ones who 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 are born, um, or maybe they also have uh, some sort of morality. But uh, but you know the the, the genuine human morality uh, that I also do believe that we all have is uh, hidden so deep that it's hard to see uh, when you're, you know, fed, like you said, your uh, people are sponges. They suck everything in. And it's really hard to see the truth. And that is, in my point, the Point of view the, the the problem that people don't use enough time to see what is uh, the real truth. They don't see what is really wrong or really good or bad for myself. We shouldn't be pointing to others. We should be looking at ourselves. If yeah. I do a good decision, I do I do um, good things for for the closest ones that I have close to myself. And maybe the next circle also, it all radiates. But if I go out there and start preaching at the marketplace, uh, you cannot do this, we should be doing blah, blah, blah. I don't think people are going to take it very well. You know, but, I, no, they're, they're not going to, they're not going to listen to you. Yeah. No, yeah. but yes. I think, uh, not to necessarily give you a little pushback, but we just had, uh, Bjorn England on our show, the last episode, and he was in, uh, you know, quiet riot in 94 95 uh and he was born in sweden and i told him a story that hey i was recently in public i saw a five-year-old watching a tiktok dancing to a song called mr take ya bitch so when she grows up and she looks inside 
Yeah. What does she going to think is good? She's not going to know. She's going to think, Mr. Take your bitch. I'm going to go sign your tits is, 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 is what is good. So that's I normal. Think, like, yeah, that's normal. So I think like for us, like we understand, yeah, we have some morality left, but we weren't psychologically programmed from the age of now babies are literally watching phones like, oh, here, little kid, you know, I'm too busy um, yeah. eating my dinner. I, I need you to relax, you know, behave yourself here. You know, uh, yeah, it's basically sedating yeah. children, and, yes. but it, it's, 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 mm-hmm. it's a step further. It's, mm-hmm. it's like giving a child heroin <laughs> that also and pornography and yeah, brainwashes them in, <laughs> into, into thinking like pornography mm-hmm. is normal. So yeah, I, I, I agree. Everything that you're saying, it, it's not, mm-hmm that it's wrong or I even disagree with it. It's just that we, we live in a society now where people, when, when they're told to look inward, what's inside of them, they've been preloaded with, with drugs, with, with, yeah, with (laughs) drugs, pornography, alcohol, pills, and, um, unsafe living conditions. So they look inward, what they need to, what really needs to happen is, is people need to be deprogrammed and and basically set to, to factory settings. They need to, to return to normal so they can look inward because they, yeah, they, they have been filled with nonsense. So when they look inward, all they see is, um, Viper y'all cowards don't even smoke crack. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. That's exactly the problem, the, the pro- programming. And that's, it's in my word, whereas, like I said, we, most of us, we live in a dream or in a, in a, in a fantasy or whatever. Because we, we don't look behind. We, we're like in a, in a movie, movie that someone else is writing. It's sad. It's sad. It's really sad. And for, for, for me, it's uh, my main project is to avoid that. On, on every level, I don't take anything from anyone uh, if I'm not like fully 100% sure that it's it's uh, it's exactly the way I feel and think about it. That's it's a it goes with everything. I feel comfortable with that, but it's taken me lots of years. You said about drug abuse. I know all about that. About alcohol, I know all about that. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of things. Been there, done that. Not doing yeah. it anymore. I don't need it. Good, Good for you. Yep. Yeah, yep. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Yep. And that's that's a success. And you know, each day is a struggle. Like it's not guaranteed tomorrow. Any one of us, it could happen to or be susceptible to. But it's being cognizant, understanding that. Hey, I'm sure your life is better now without the drugs and alcohol. You know, or whatever. You know, yeah, but, sure. you know, <laughs> hopefully, <doesn't> mean... <laughs> because, because things things are not always the way they uh, seem to be. Sure. For example, in my case, I'm not really. This, I'm not usually talking about this in public, but 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 let's take this as a as a as a chance for someone. Um, yeah. Thank you. If I if I hadn't done what I have done, if I hadn't felt what I have felt, if I haven't hadn't seen what I have seen, I would never had the chance to grow to be myself. And there's a paradox here. But 
that's the way it has gone with me. Uh, it has it has been with me, or my life has gone as it um, as it was meant to be. Now I can see clear. I'm not talking about sobriety as a higher state of. It's just <laughs> just a phase. You drink, you don't drink. You use, you don't use. You choose. <laughs> so if you find, if yeah, if you so start your so, rap so, career. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, yeah, we did that. The metal podcast, and I turned to be a rapper. Yeah, look at that. The positive going, message. What have we done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at if we created. <laughs> We talk about rap so much, we turn these metalheads into rappers. What? Yep. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, too funny. Well, and, and uh, again, um, unplugging from all these influences, it's just, it's another form of sobriety. Like sobriety doesn't necessarily mean you don't drink or do drugs. It's like, you can be sober from pornography. You can be sober from television. You can be sober from the news. You can be sober from social media it's it it's it pretty much is just returning you to a natural state and i think yeah. there is an objective natural state for people and i think there is active agents trying to suppress that yes that is true and uh sobriety yeah i i i hear you i mean the way i think about sobriety i'd rather not call the the the, the uh, word sobriety to me is uh, the freedom of spirit uh, that's what it's about and spirit not in a religious sense but uh, spirit anyway or yeah I think that's the correct word because we have a bit different words in Finnish for that but anyway hmm. uh, freedom of thought freedom of heart freedom of uh, spirit uh, freedom of everything that is uh, uh, my idea of sobriety not that i i don't have to drink i don't have to do this or i don't have to do that i'm free of all those that's that's what what, what i think is is uh, why i don't do things i am free i'm free i can i can do decisions i still do stupid things believe me Oh yeah! But I can, oh, no, I know I can... it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sound like yeah. <laughs> but it, but it, it really important to listen to others. Also, it, it is good for us to try to understand others. Also, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's really important when you think about those things. Also, it it it's really important to listen. I think. Yeah, I listening agree. and understanding is are, mm-hmm. are, are to me two different things. Listening, I can listen to anybody if I'm on the mood. I can yeah, even yeah. listen. Sometimes the the worst bullshitter is good therapy for me. Right? <laughs> really open. Mm-hmm. The worst bullshitter yeah. really opens the doors. That, that what? I don't believe anyone can think that way. I don't. I don't believe that he believes what he's saying. And it opens up something in mind, opens uh, points of views that I may not have noticed before. So that's uh, that's the listening part. But then understanding, that's to me a little, little, little bit harder. 
because I don't yeah. always understand why yeah. other people talk or say what they talk and they say and do. I don't. I honestly don't. Uh, and then there's a third thing. Do I accept, like DJ and AC has been talking all the time, do I accept? I can, I can listen. I can understand. But do I accept? And yeah. that's where, where I put my limits. And that's where um, the more I am myself, the more I can use my my healthy aggression. I'm not saying aggression as like, you know, fist up, let's go fighting. I can do that also if it's necessary, but I don't I don't mean aggression in that sense. I mean aggression as a sensation of emotion. Um, to make myself my uh, myself uh, safe or people around me safe. And for example, the Gentle Savage, the band name is about that, that we all have these streaks. We have good and we have bad and we have everything. Or we have uh, we have light, we have darkness. Every one of us has that. Or or or, or AC was talking about the uh, programming things, and everyone or anyone gets corrupted thing, and that is because we do have the bad and good, and we have the light and dark in ourselves, and it's about influences it's about situation and about decisions uh, the easiest way to think about uh if someone says i don't get corrupted i i've i've sometimes said this uh, i uh, pictured uh, pictured this uh, event that let's think about a situation where you and your family your closest people live in a house and then 50 yards from you, your house is another house where another friendly family of your uh, friends of yours live and then suddenly for some reason some apocalyptic what's the word uh, too hard for me apocalyptical uh, thing happens and uh, you run out of food you have no food at all and then for some strange reason, uh, a giant turkey falls down in the middle of your houses. So basically, it's not on your land or their land. Your family is hungry. You don't have anything to eat. The neighbors are hungry. And you see the turkey first. You run there, take the turkey, mm -hmm. run fast home, and give it to your family. Or do you share it most of the people run home with the turkey and there's a minority who may give at least something to them and that is genetical in our, our our system we are built our brain is built to keep us alive and the only thing mm -hmm. that that can can win the DNA code, the the uh, social codes through generations is thinking, and thinking is the uh, way of this uh, making decisions that okay, this is a huge turkey and we don't have a, a fridge or anything. We may not even be able to eat the whole turkey. Let's give. Mm -hmm something to the neighbors or whatever and just 
talking here. So you don't have to go to the jail to uh, think about uh, the seeds of corruption. They are like in everyday's life. Children lie. In, in fact, if they don't lie, they are sick. But that should only be a phase, a short phase in their life. They learn. Yeah, I, I would say that listening to rap it is a way to corrupt yourself because um, I have an article in front of me here um, where, you know, meme rapper Viper arrested for holding women, uh, holding woman in captivity for four plus years. And this guy came out with an album in 2008. And I, I want to read. Also, some hold on. He came okay. out with many albums. So this oh, okay. isn't just this isn't just some guy who he popped up once maybe yeah. 15 years ago and then he had a scandal like this guy was very popular his first mm -hmm. album i think was 2003 and he had been making albums consistently for the last you know 20 years yeah so some some on this particular album 2008 you know some of the song titles are you'll cowards don't even smoke crack uh i sell dope boy that there's a stash spot i ball for gunshots i'm that s west blood that is how I ball. Merciless. I like the way I'm rich already for life. Parlaying. You acting like a bitch ass N word. My money rolls. Uh, I'm a gangsta. Oh, no surprise there. I'm gone. Sting that baller out your West side. So yeah, this guy, a notorious rapper elevated into public consciousness through uh, memes and photos of bizarre and comical album covers. I'm really now, sure they're comical and has been, they are comical. And, I want to add, I want to add more context because you're just reading yeah, the article. So, so this, this guy, he became pretty much internet famous because his lyrics were uh, riddled with poor grammar, violence and drug use. So, and and it's one of those things, like there's a picture of him with a shoe on his head. People thought this guy was just quirky and wacky, but then years later, and this was recently, he, mm -hmm. he kidnapped a woman and he held her for four years. He would give her drugs. He would rape her. She escaped a few times and he would track her down and get the authorities to turn her back over to him. Mm -hmm. Like, oh no, this is my, my sick girlfriend. And these people thought that he was just so wacky and quirky, but really he was just a, a crazy person. Mm -hmm. And Literally. this guy was a celebrated rapper and very successful one. Yeah. This, it, it's see, it's one of these things like we, we bring up these rap lyrics and then you would read them. You assume that they're written by 14 year olds that just discovered the idea of rap. Like, Hey, I have a webcam on my laptop that has a microphone. I can record my raps this way. No, no, these are grown men. This guy is is fifty something years old. Yeah, he's like fifty two. Yeah, these are these are adults. And this like, article came out January sixth, twenty twenty four. So it's not like we yeah, we didn't dig we didn't <laughs> yeah. dig through through this like years of research. This week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. Maybe we should do some more deep dives into this type of stuff, but like. Absolutely. Really to, yeah, well, we will. <laughs> well, T Tornado, would would you like to share some of his poetry with us? Oh, why not? I can read something. Yeah. Now this song is "Y'all Cowards Don't Even Smoke Crack." Yeah. 
here's the intro. Ha ha. Here's a little something for your bosters. Yeah. What's up with that? Your cowards don't even smoke crack. What's up with that? Your cowards don't even smoke crack. Hater, you don't even smoke crack. Bitch, use a mark fool. Mother peep, that's not. Oh shit. Pasta G, that stem. Pasta G, that stem, yeah. I'm about to blaze up, especially when it's after dim. I changed the game, don't get it misunderstood. Hitting it out the glass and the smoke all good. Can't water it with green, get work, got that stick. Stars now, I keep it, they on my dick, he's sick. Uh, but when I do sm smoke some green, I'm straight out that rose, you best believe. But green ain't better than that hard, hard is so much fun. Seven for 45, wholesale gets it done. And I don't care if you judge me. I'm smoking coke and living so lovely. So stop looking like, a, like you're dumb. You know you won't try, but scared to get some. Okay. I don't think it's about being uh, scared. It's about being quiet. Is that? Uh, these are now, the well, rap the, lyrics of a kidnapper. <laughs> now, yeah, and and the irony is, now you you have you have a pretty dis distinct Northern European accent. Someone, if they were none the wiser, with no context, they would think that this was some guy who does not know English, is just trying yeah. to string some words together. But the truth yeah. is, this is an American that doesn't know English that has uh, successfully strung some words together. Now, it you you really have to kind of tilt your head and squint to understand what he's trying to say. Like, yeah, it's, I think I know what he's trying to say, but for the most part, this is just the rantings of a lunatic who just does a bunch of drugs and kidnaps people. And is open about it. He's open like, about it, yes. Oh, yeah. Let's give him... That guy should have some money because he's, he's already rich for life, right? <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. Yeah, and th this is what has replaced rock and roll in America. Mm -hmm. Yep. And and I, and I think that's it's a big re reason that the youth has so many problems because what really got me to pick up an, an instrument like I I am going to play music was the album Peace Cells by Megadeth. That was it. When I heard mm -hmm. Good Morning Black Friday, I said I need to play that. Like that that is what I I, I set out to do. And those, those lyrics are extremely dark and they're extremely violent. But I, I heard a guy say something recently. He was talking about, um, he was talking about parenting and he said, you can tell your kids whatever you want to tell them, but they're at the end of the day going to do what they see you do. So like, you know, these metal lyrics, they're usually very dark. But when you see them, you know, maybe they say things like, oh, yeah, I'm like a tough guy and like, I don't take this crap. But for the most part, whenever you really see them, you just see them on stage and they're playing guitar. And then they do look like these elevated mythical figures. Like when you, you when you are on stage, there there is nothing that will generate that feeling. And you see people doing that. And that's what you want to do. And with with rap pretty much all you see from them it's not them on stage with their microphone it's them off stage 
committing some crime. Mm-hmm. So that's what the people see. So you don't see the rock stars with the girls screaming at them anymore. What you see is the rappers pointing their guns at people and getting killed at 25. So we, we are, we are, um, j- just about out of time. And I want to thank you both for coming on. This has been uh, very enlightening and this is, yes. it all, it, it never goes where I think it's going to go, <laughs> but I'm always happy that it goes in a different direction because it, it's yeah. more exciting that way. And I did want to thank, you know, Micah Karhuma for arranging this, introducing us and, and you know, I read his book and in it, you know, he goes on to say, you know, it's good to remember that trends, you know, continuously change and what currently, you know, is top notch may lose its power in a few years. And, you know, it, and he does say, which I totally agree with that outright lying or intentional misleading is not accepted under any circumstances. So yeah, everyone, you can go check out Micah Carhuma's book. It's called the art of music business management for artists and managers. It's on, um, Amazon, or you can get the, uh, the, not the PDF version. It's like an online version. You Kindle version? A little bit. Yes, Kindle. That's the word. That's it. But yeah, anything you guys would like to plug or, um, you know, give a shout out or anything that, that uh, you'd like to um, to say? <laughs> yeah, well, first of all, uh, you have this mission to sort of bring back rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Yes. So there's a few good songs uh, from James the Savage is the one is called uh, Carry the Fire I think you should listen listen to that tune and check out the lyrics it's really about this uh, mission of uh, of uh, uh, carrying the fire of rock music through generations and it talks about uh, the listeners and us the musicians the writers uh, it's, it's on our Midnight Whale album uh, the last song of the album also Carry the fire, and uh, we're also continuing with the fire theme. Uh, the next single is going to be "Fuel My Fire." Mm-hmm. I think you guys are going to love it. It's it's a combination of traditional or classic rock, hard rock slash uh, even a bit metalish. Let's if you combine Deep Purple and Alice Cooper and put them on steroids, that might be a our next upcoming uh, single, Fuel My Fire. I think you're going to like it. I hope so. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and I, I want to say thank you, all guys. And uh, also, if you like to melodic, heavy, hard rock, metal, listen to Rylos. There's uh, four albums and six singles out. And um, there's a, a lot of... Uh, Great song, absolutely. But we we record record a new single next weekend, and um, it tells about actually these subjects where what we speak. So, so February twenty four is great great music coming. But listen to Black Liquid Fixation and Misunderstood to our catalogs. They great songs. I will, of course, put all the links in the description for you guys to check out Rylos and Gentle Savage. Great. And we hope to have you guys on back again. We can talk about some more of the things that we'll set out to talk about philosophy, and then we'll just talk about music. <laughs> yeah. Right. Music is good, but, but this went this way, so what can we do? Nothing. 
It's John. <laughs> <laughs> you you have to come back. I appreciate yeah, sure. you guys. You know, I appreciate and, that. Yeah, cool. And, 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 and I have to say, Whiskey Go Go, February 23, I think there is a great band called Lizzie Borden. Very familiar. Whiskey Go Go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a okay. Yeah. Great, great band. Very cool one.
All right, and we're back. And uh, there was technical difficulties, but uh, I, I hopefully uh, there won't be any more. This is hour two, and we had some good content that was all corrupted, but we have <laughs> replaced the Finns with Francesco De Cosmo. You still doing good? Yeah, man. <laughs> Okay, did the, so the car, did the car run into your house? It didn't run into my house, but it ran into my neighbor's house. Oh, wonderful! You're, you're, you're kidding me? <laughs> no, no, no. But they 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 ran into their property, not into the house directly. See, notice I didn't say. And was it on? And was it on purpose? Is the real anyway, question? Is this a yeah, deliberate yeah. attack on your neighbor, or was it meant for you? What? Who knows? I don't it know. See, this, <laughs> this is why I stay anonymous because I know they're good, they're trying to get me. Oh, it doesn't even help. Holy shizmer! That's my word. That that is your word. You can use it. Yeah, it's good. It's licensable. It's yeah. No, it's good. It's a good. It's a good. I license all my content. Uh, well, yeah. we'll we'll uh, we'll have our lawyers talk to your lawyers about getting <laughs> getting the the license to use to use your words. <laughs> right on. I so don't have a license. <laughs> even okay. better, we could. Are, I have a license means uh, crazy. Uh, are you are you a sovereign citizen? I'm a musician, I you know. <laughs> I have a license to be nuts. What? Are you a sovereign citizen? Uh, not particularly. Uh, I guess we're all citizens. Do, do not know what. Do you not know what that is? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. All right. So, so when you're you're not you and you're you're not you're not I mean, driving. I, I, don't, I don't conduct myself like that because the system just trounces all over you. I mean, that's just. Those, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not. You know, you got to pick your battles, man. You know, those, <laughs> those videos are so funny. Like, you know, I'm not. I'm not a big fan it's, of of, mean, po- of police officers no, in general, no, but. Yeah, um, me. But when, I, mean, when I, I, I respect law enforcement, but right, there's yeah, so many people that are in that job that should never be in that job. Yeah, yeah exactly. But yes. when I see when I see people talking to cops like that, say, like trying to like make up new laws, yeah. and then when I see the cop break their window and drag them out of the car, I'm like, <laughs> you know what? You are a person that deserved that kind of force. <laughs> You got to be smart. You know, yeah, like you yeah. said, pick your battles. Yeah, yeah. You, you, know, can't, like, you can't. If they say don't, don't move your hands or reach for anything. Uh, I'm not going to reach. Yeah, I'm not going to reach for anything, or you know. And I'm not going to say, oh, show me your. You know, like I'm going to be nice. I don't yeah, want to get. I don't want to get murdered right now by you. So exactly. Please, please. You know, a lot of these guys that that go into that profession, they're they're like kind of bullies. Yeah. You know, like you want to, you know, like like intimidate a bully or you know i mean have an argument with them you're, yeah, you're gonna they have, lose they have a gun and a they have guns you know <laughs> yeah well and and not just that because there's a bunch of them that know that there are the ones that are like that so they try not to be that yeah and, and then you can only push them so far before they just say all right you know what i've had enough you broke the law and I am allowed to use this force to handcuff you. So you, you are at a certain point resisting well, I, arrest. Yeah, they bring it on themselves. You know. Yeah. yeah so self defense is uh, uh, you know resisting arrest at some point. <laughs> yeah. I, well, you know, I mean, it can be construed as such. You know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a line. Yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. If but yeah. If, the, if but if you haven't seen the videos of sovereign citizens get getting owned by cops, they are really funny because these people. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen. I've seen some. 
Yeah, I the, check that out. I'm yeah, not the, aware. Yeah, the people they're making up laws. They're like, I I'm, might be I'm, in one of them. <laughs> I'm a tra- I'm a traveler of the land. Uh, I can sell my birth certificate for a billion dollars. Uh, you have no authority over me. It's like they say the weirdest things. Like clearly, a crazy oh, person told them this, and then you know they're telling a person with a gun and usually an inferiority complex all these things. And at a certain point, that person they're yeah. gonna run out of patience. And, You're gonna lose. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like it's like punching a wall. You know, wall always wins. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so. yeah, and, and this is our music show, everybody. Well, right. let's, see, let's see Francesco's new bass. Oh. Sure. Oh. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Whoa. <laughs> oh, it's nice. Yeah. See, we're talking oh, music. Man, I love this thing. I like the it's, finish. It's deep purple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I have a you, you like the finish, huh? Ring wall combustion. Yeah, in Canada, and it's just the most—it's a beauty, ridiculous rock bass I've ever owned in my life. <laughs> I mean, I've had a lot of basses. I have a, I have a, a a really cool um easel here too, which is a great, great. This is a great bass too. Oh, I like the finish. Yeah, it's really cool. It looks like looks like marble, but it's like this. Oh yeah. Sorry, it's like this world uh, um, world. Uh, what is that? Um, a, a fancy uh, finish. Yeah, it's, it's that's really great, really great bass. But this one, oh, the yeah, that's wonderful. Oh, it's a great bass. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to come out to one of your shows, man. Like seriously, yeah. I really want to because you got an amazing voice. Oh, I, thanks, I, I man. Love, love hearing you on your albums. I mean, you you played with Chris Poland for goodness' sake. Like that's. Um, what an last for word. Yeah, yeah. Well, well. Here's here's the question. Uh, you are you still in contact with Chris these days? Um, I talked to him last year. Um, uh, we we don't really talk that much. He's uh, he uh, he's kind of an elusive guy, you know. Um, I mean, we're still friends. I, I went to uh, I went to uh, his drummer's. Uh, David Eagle died a few years ago mm. and I, w- I went to the service and, and we hung out and stuff. And David was a great guy, man. Um, I don't know if you know much about him, very unique drummer. Um, and he made his own percussion, uh, things out of metal, like percussion oh, wow. out of metal and on, on his drum set. So unique. I mean, it was just a really unique drummer and a great guy. So I, I that's too bad. You know, I've gone to the the service and stuff and hung out with him for a while. And um, but I, I haven't really seen him. I talked to him last year. I haven't seen him since. Gosh, but yeah. he's, just, he's one of the world's greatest guitar players. I agree. Yeah. I mean, uh, and his tones are just completely from another planet. Yeah, the first two Megadeth records are, you know, at least my favorites. I, I'm sure AC would agree. Yeah, those and, are, I think those are the best ones. Yeah, and oh, the first two, yeah, like just amazing, amazing playing. Like nothing really compares. Like they are the kings yeah. of, uh, they are the kings of the genre. And Chris Poland is right there. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say he's necessarily the reason, but he's not not the reason. <laughs> like, well, it's, it's also it, interesting that Chris Poland replaced Carrie King. And mm. without Chris Poland, there wouldn't be Gar Samuelson. And those two albums, they're not just great yep. thrash records. They are mm-hmm. great music, like musical records. Because when everyone thinks Megadeth, as far as like 
a musical band, they go to Rust in Peace, which Rust in Peace is, as far as being a a musical album, yeah, it is. It is one of the best metal records of that era, and I think part Absolutely. of that, and um, it has this perfect production. Marty Friedman is a great guitar player. They, uh, I think, Dave was clean long enough to to kind of get his head straight to be to be more focused in his writing, but. At, as an adult going back and listening to killing is my business and peace mm. cells, there are things that I didn't pick up on it because everyone would say this about Gar Samuelson, like about his drummer. Oh, he's a jazz drummer. Well, that's, those are just words. There's no real meaning with you when you just say that, like <laughs> that's not why well, he's good. John Bonham. Yeah, exactly. John but, Bonham, but he applied yeah. it to rock, you know, it's like, so but, what? Yeah, but you can actually hear how he incorporated the jazz playing in Absolutely. into it, and and the same thing with Chris Poland. Like you can Absolutely. you can really hear because yeah, because just go, going from the first two records to so far so good so what like those like so far so good so what is like the perfect example of just like phoning it in. Like there, there's he, he he's without uh, Megadeth for the first time, so he he just has a guy who was a guitar teacher and a guy, I, I think Chuck Baylor was a drum tech. I don't think, I think you're right. I, I think he was just like the guy that stepped in. So he wasn't it, the drumming in that album. The best way to describe it is drums. Like there's nothing special. Like the fire is gone. The, 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 and that that's an album as years have gone by. My appreciation for it has just dropped greatly. Yeah. As my appreciation for, just the first two records, especially the first one has risen. Like you can really hear that he was trying to do something musical while also being aggressive. He really tried to stand out. And I think uh, Metallica, as I've said, they are the most generic of those early thrash bands. The only thing they did to stand out was their more musical interludes, which I do think they were good at, but the rest of their songs are just so flat and just the most like, I got, I got my degree with all C minuses, but I still got my degree. Like that's, that's. <laughs> I, you're talking about Metallica, right? Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I like Master of Puppets, so that's that's a classic. That's but a classic. there are songs on it that I like. But Metallica as a thrash band, I think, is really kind of a flat line. Like they, they, what they excel at I, is so. Well, I so think Megadeth well, is much more, much more exciting. Exactly. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah, well we not, not, exciting. Oh, not yeah. just that, but like Slayer is more exciting. Exodus yeah. is more exciting. Testament, Testament. Sodom, <laughs> Destruction. Oh, yeah. Like, because yeah. because the the songs that I really like by Metallica are like Sanitarium, One, Unforgiven, Fade to Black. Like, do you see a pattern here? The and Justice for All, I think, yeah. is what your that album. <laughs> no, no, no. The slower songs, the oh, the more like the, the more one. musical ones, because I think mm-hmm. most of their thrash songs. They're just like uh, fight okay. fire with fire. You you could not get a more generic thrash song. I do think battery is a really exciting, great thrash song. It's got good buildup. Uh, the riff is really cool. I like that song a lot. Uh, Dyer's Eve is pretty good. Trapped you Under like Ice is excellent. Fuel is a terrible song. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wonder if Metallica, like, you know, you get a few beers in them. Probably not James Hetfield anymore. <laughs> I think he's sober, but you, you know, you give him, I guess a truth serum, you know, and I wonder if you asked him, like, are you happy that you recorded Load and Reload? I really wonder what they would have to say. Probably not. 
<laughs> that's what I would I would think so. Because I, I have to confess. Yeah. Um, yeah, because like because as much as we love Megadeth, like we mm-hmm. we do not deny that Risk is a terrible record. Probably the worst album ever. <laughs> it's, it's, but it's you know what? It, 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 but that's awesome. But it was a risk, okay? No, that, it was, yeah, they just, took a risk. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I could go down to the oh. casino. I could go down to the casino <laughs> and you know bet my life savings on on you know ten black. It's a risk. I'll probably oh, lose, yeah. but you know it's not a good risk, but it's a risk. Yeah. If I win, that's learn, a lot of you, money. You learn your lesson and move on, and make. And then they're still making quality records like Dystopia and even Sick the Di- Dead and the Dying or whatever it's called. You know, they're awesome, awesome albums. Like I really enjoyed both of those. And yeah, they're, oh, yeah. They're they're still ripping it, still kicking. Yeah. Oh yeah, ass. yeah, absolutely. Can I say that? Can I say that? You, you, you can, can say ass. ass. You can't you show know. it. You can't show it. But you no, can well, you can you can sh- you can probably show it to to underage children, but uh, you you can't show it to you know adults. Uh, the rules are so strange. These I can't keep up with anything. No, no, it's all a big psyop, bro. Like, Everything. Yeah, if, if your if your song has lyrics that you know you want to kill people and you know rape women and drug them, well, that's fine. But if you have a podcast that talks about how that's really bad well no no you can't you can't do that oh that's well that that's that's <laughs> that extremist, extremist extremist language <laughs> yeah yes yeah, yeah, yeah. you extremist because people have asked us like why don't you go on spotify they have video now it's like well uh, uh we we can't you we'll know what platform <laughs> we'll 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 do we'll do a, we'll put that on a the test. patreon no our episode on why we're not on spotify but oh, okay that's the, a good idea yeah uh, francesco would probably appreciate the the rules oh, yeah. of spotify like what you're not allowed <laughs> to do it's really really funny but that's for another another you know day what, the most pathetic thing about spotify go what? on can we, can we talk about artists royalties now please please no, i i think oh, okay. this is a good thing to talk yeah. about right now it's Hundreds relevant of a penny per play can you repeat that oh, oh i heard of a oh. penny per play in That's... the year 2024 i mean it's astonishing we have the most sophisticated computer technology blockchain and ai now that can track all kinds of mm-hmm. shit and we're paying hundreds of a penny per play where and these corporations are making millions of dollars in advertising and 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 the record companies leasing these catalogs to these streaming companies and this is legal it's total insanity now well, you, you, well, so there, this is a, a, it's an interesting point that you bring up because, uh, when they first introduced the monetization system to YouTube, it, it was, I think it was a penny per hundred views. And this was before people were paying for YouTube. So it, it, it was basically based on ad revenue. But Spotify, you know, they charge people $10 per month. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure there's a free service that offers ads, but, uh, they, yeah, they, they were paying just random YouTubers. So you could be a guy like, and all you talk about is v- like, different types of vacuum cleaners 
and you could get paid to do that. So this, that, that was kind of a unique thing. Like, wow. I, like I, I just, I get a check every month for $200 from YouTube and I just talk about vacuum cleaners, but then too many of the little guys, like, you know, the vacuum cleaner, man, they were, they were making money over these, these bigger channels that no one really cared about. So they changed the monetization. I mean, people are still getting paid now, but now it's like you you have to have way more. It's it's probably like a penny per like ten thousand views now. So pretty much only the people that are getting like a million views minimum per video are are making money. It's it's completely absurd. I mean, how is it possible that as time advances and technology? becomes exponentially better at tracking things. How is it possible that we're making less than ever in the history of the music business? Uh, I can tell. Oh, I'll tell you. I will tell you how I have the exact answer. It's because now anyone can find you and that, and that's not a good thing because they want people to listen to very specific things. It's not good that people get off the reservation and listen to what they want to listen to. You're only supposed to listen to top 40. You can listen to Taylor Swift, but we'd rather you listen to Cardi B. That's basically why. It's it's almost there to deep. Music has become social engineering, and they're pushing social engineering to, to be to, for people to be absolute robots without any critical thinking whatsoever. Well, not just that, but it's almost a de-incentive for people to play music like oh do you want to devote your time to this this is what you're going to make that's less than that's way less than minimum yeah that's way less than a minimum wage and even if you make it that's still a low amount of money so uh, i know it's probably better for you to start an OnlyFans. everything the establishment does is has multi-dimensional purposes of course there's 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 many reasons why they do everything that they're doing and uh unfortunately it's not for the benefit of humankind no no or, that, or artists or or thinkers or any kind of pioneers or trailblazers that you know that that society should look up to uh, no, no. well actually no it's it's the it's the other way and not no to disagree with you to agree with you no they don't want the artists and thinkers that's why there's Car- that's why there's like cardi b I, okay, sexy but, red. <laughs> yeah, and sexy red. Yeah, it's like the these are you know Cardi B is is interviewing Joe dude. Biden <laughs> and is like the number one artist. Yeah. Like the, the yeah these are your these are your She's thinkers. An intellectual giant. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you yeah. heard her, have you heard her song W A P? I mean, it's like I thought Hemingway. Why don't we read their lyrics? Why don't we yeah. read their lyrics? You, you, let's, well. Let's, Oh, well, we'll get to her. Don't worry. Well, do you want to do you want to pull up the, like a, some a Cardi B song right now? I mean, we could. No, no. I'm just. I, I was just. I, yeah, let's yeah, not, yeah. Let's not spoil the show. Right, right. Yeah, but the let's but the great talking about real music. Well, yeah. Well, the the greater point is what like once upon a time, like the these people had something to say, and like there were writers that people would quote, and then there were there were literary classics, like like people used to read the Odyssey, and then they would cite it, and they don't even have that anymore. Like it's it's beyond just like music. Like music is is a complete wasteland, but so is literature. Like sure. Every every everything is is bereft of 
creativity, everything. And yeah, of course, it's it's by design. Yeah, it's obvious that the establishment wants to destroy all the the, the great achievements of Western civilization, the literature, music, um, any any kind of you know the arts. I mean, look look what's happening everywhere. It's 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 self evident. Yeah. No, and it seems like the ruling class has really created a system that just rewards psychopaths and and, no, and and nobody does anything about it because the people in charge are psychopaths themselves <laughs> and government's number one job is to keep people safe and it seems like we forgot about yeah. that a long time ago like that's the one thing safe. And maybe maybe healthy safe yeah. sorry yeah no I, I thought you were actually going to say you hadn't seen chris poland since the uh the uh the pandemic or you know um but you, you saw him before that. Is that so? You, so you yeah, it was before that. Um, so um, if you want to hear the record I did with him, it's it's on YouTube. The whole thing's on YouTube, and uh, it's called "Chasing the Sun." Chris Poland chasing the sun, and um, I, I honestly, man, it was we recorded this record on a four track tape record. Yes, I've oh, been there. Record. Yeah, yeah, we have, and, and we like talking about it too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so I had the whole thing happen. Anyway, I was at MI and uh, I just saw this ad. It was like the last year or last part of the year. I saw this ad. Oh, uh, this for this band called Mumbo's Brain. Right. So that was his band after Damn the Machine. I didn't know. I just answered the ad and it was like Chris Poland. I talked to or, or, or Mark Poland, his brother, who oh, wow. was the in the band at the time. So you know, he interviewed me over the phone and said, yeah, come on down and um, we'll have the audition. I went down there. I didn't know it was Chris, you know, I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't really put two and two together, Mark Poland. Right. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> it was like, I want me, I would do. <laughs> and the place is like lit up in black lights. Right. And the, the cabinets were all painted with these, just weird creatures. It was, and it was all like psychedelic, like, like phosphorescent paint. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I just stepped into this just acid trip, man. I was like, whoa. And uh, so been. Chris was there, like, just like wailing, just, just with just getting these tones. And like, I was like, what the hell is going on? This is crazy. And it was just fantastic fucking playing. I was sorry. Yeah. Playing. Yeah. And uh, I can't believe it. in the swear jar. And um, it was just surreal. It was surreal. And we started playing and jamming. I was like, whoa, this is unbelievable. So I got the gig. And, and um, you know, then the, the singer showed up the next rehearsal. And um, it was this band called Mumbo's Brain. Super cool, like psychedelic, like hard rock, but kind of alternative band. You know, it was really cool. Unfortunately, we didn't get signed, and the singer the singer left, and we just kept writing music. So, and, and you know, Chris would record it every time we would come up with this, you know, cool stuff. And a few rehearsals later, we had all this material, and then he he bounced the tracks down, you know, and used the the other three tracks or two. Yeah, the other three tracks to um, record all the, the the guitar solos, and dude, I, 
it's it's an amazing record. It it's is. amazing. And and there was there's like you know, we couldn't fix anything, you know, so there's some mistakes in there. <laughs> but it's super cool. Like it's it's just raw and like kind of like rock fusion, psychedelic rock fusion. It's really cool. No, oh, I loved it. And it yeah, it has, has check it out. If you, it too. It's great. You love his oh, guitar yeah. playing. It's it's definitely something you guys should check out. I'll yeah. put the links in the description too. Oh, anyone, cool. If anyone wants to hear it, because the whole thing's on YouTube, easy enough. Put that link there. Click that link. Oh, awesome! Thanks, bro. Yeah. So yeah, we we, we are in an era where you can find anything that you mm-hmm. want, and that that is a problem because, <laughs> like, right, right. It, yeah, I mean, like, I, there's a little bit of a of a joke in there, but at the same time, the variety is is not allowed because, like, when when you you said earlier that they're trying to destroy the you know the accomplishments of Western civilization, well, they're also trying to make sure that no one rises to do something great for Western civilization. Absolutely. Like we, we, we have access to whatever you want. Like if you have a phone, you have access to literally infinite knowledge. Mm-hmm. There is more information that you can use your phone for in, yeah. in like 90 lifetimes. And, yeah. and people are using it to watch. People are using it to watch 15 second videos of people walking on like egg cartons. It, falling it's down. so true, man. I, I always say this. I'm like, you have in this day and age, the greatest library ever compiled in your hand, in your hand. It's just, it's astonishing. And then people say that they're bored. Do you ever listen? Do you ever, do you ever hear people say that? Oh, oh yeah, boring, absolutely. Boring people get boring. People get bored. Yeah, I say that. Boring people get bored. You'd be bored <laughs> in this day and age with all this insanity going on. Yeah, you're bored. I'd say it's a lack of purpose, it, 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 really. It, and there's a lot of good things going on too. You know, it's it, it just like, but the the revolution won't be televised. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like, you know, you have to be a seeker of knowledge, right? You, you have to be engaged and people are, are just, they're disconnected. They're oh. disconnected to reality. And, and the, 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 the cybertronic reality we live in, it, 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 even though it's connecting people on a certain level, it's disconnecting us personally and spiritually. Does that make it's, sense? It's connecting people on a superficial level, but it's also, yeah. it's also teaching them to be antisocial. So it is, yeah, I know exactly mm-hmm. what you mean. This is a complaint that I've had for years because, you know, I, yeah. D, DJ and I, you, of course, we grew up in the era before everyone had a cell phone and like Probably the uh, internet really that too. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the same era. Yeah. But, Was but that? it that's yeah, oh, yeah that's the same era yeah but it's it's uh, i don't mean like people went their whole lives without having one but there was a time when very few people had like you you knew very few people that had a cell phone at many mm-hmm. times in your yeah. life it it wasn't it wasn't really it wasn't until <laughs> yeah i want to i want to say it probably wasn't till either maybe not even the end of high school maybe after high school when yeah, i got like my first phone oh, and yeah yeah, yeah, and I, 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 I got the iPhone maybe the the second or third generation, and that was my first real smartphone. And I was like, "Wow, this thing is so cool!" But it it never it never corrupted me like how it did with most people. So I'm still a pretty 
I'm still a pretty social guy. And I think most people that are, are from that era, they're like that. Like when, if I go out in public and I, if I chat with someone and, and they're usually like older than me, there's no problem. Like they can make conversation. Like mm-hmm. even if it's like superficial, like, Oh, nice weather. We're like, they'll do that. But younger people, they don't know what to do. Dude, they, can't uh, speak. Oh, they're lost. they can't even speak. I, I no. can't remember where I heard this, but I, I heard that there are young people that will not order a pizza because they get too nervous talking to like, the person <laughs> at the domino. I can't remember where I heard that, but that was something that Please. I heard. And I, yes. yeah, I, I absolutely believe it. Yeah. But, and, uh, because I mean, it, these devices are actually, it obviously have been proliferated to, um, control the mind to such a degree well, that, well, yeah. you know, I think it, it's to destroy it, the human promotes. being, really. Yeah, <laughs> it's to destroy the soul. The soul, yeah. I and think, I, I, oh, I don't ahead. think it promotes it, but I think it by by default it it creates these 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 antisocial behaviors. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Because remember what we were talking about earlier is like you know like a lot of your communication is visual. You know, when you look at somebody's face, you know, it's like you know that that's a big part of communication and when you're nonverbal cues that you can pick up on, you know, it's just, there are multiple parts. Okay. You know, I came across this stat in, in October and it's probably a higher number now, but it's, it said 71%. Yeah. Kind of three, 71% of Gen Z don't qualify for military service due to obesity, criminal records and other reasons. 71%. So what do you do? You got to lower the bar to even have a military, like, and, like, and then at what, know. and then at what point is like, is your military just military just in name only? People, yeah, well, yeah, I can't count on those people to protect me. No, so yeah, so hopefully other countries aren't listening in on how weak we are and how. Oh, I'm. Oh, they become. know. They know. <laughs> this is this is you know. I mean, this is deliberate yeah. and it's a product of social engineering. Yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. There, there, there's there's no other explanation for it no i i think i i wouldn't say like i found something but something i think kind of makes sense to me is when not not when this all started right but when the consequences kind of started is is really in 2008 the black friday shopping when people were literally like that's when like they literally started murdering people in walmarts like people started dying i think i i feel like that was the, the 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 snowball that and the domino that dropped that really took us into the next year like what are we doing like it's it's we're literally christmas shopping to to, to celebrate family and we're literally killing people over getting a hundred bucks off a tv like that and that was 15 oh, I, 16 I'm, years ago oh i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> rewind uh that okay. was happening when people were buying cabbage patch kids <laughs> Like when the Cabbage Patch Kid came out, that was the hottest toy of the year, and people were trampling each other yeah, to, were to get that. Yeah, trampling each other. <laughs> you know, and I've just been dying. To know the, I've been dying to know the benefits of having like people like that in our society. Like that, that's that's wonderful. Like that's just making us. Well, you know, well, here I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, there is none. There is no benefit. <laughs> I, I wonder what music they listen to. Uh, oh, uh, oh uh, probably a lot of Bach, you know, maybe some Mozart, yeah, yeah, Ch- Chopin. Yeah, you know, uh, some classical composers. Yeah, I'm sure. Really, really creative 
Uh, speaking of which, not not to change the subject or anything. No, you're but good. That's fine. Yeah. I saw the most astonishing thing, and and I, I you know on Instagram or I think yeah I think it was Instagram somewhere. This girl <laughs> from England, and she has this neurological disorder, and she plays the piano. You can if she hears. Mm. A piece of classical music, she will play it without practice. She'll sit down and she she can't even look at the keyboard. Her eyes are like, you can tell she's neurologically impaired. Wow. And she is a complete prodigy. It's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. I got to send you a link to this thing. Because yeah, you have to. Mind-blowing, man. I, I love that. But it's one of the most beautiful musical things I've ever seen. And the uh, the inverse of Green that, fire. the inverse of that, and AC, you know what that reminds me of, is that that the jawless rapper. Oh well, we <laughs> we we need to talk about that some other time. We have to okay. dedicate a whole show to that. <laughs> okay, we'll it's do not that. see. It's one of those things like you hear that and it sounds more impressive than it uh-huh. is, but really, it's a guy with no jaw who can't talk. And they're touting him as a rapper when he goes on stage and someone stands behind him rapping and they're clapping for this mm-hmm. guy. It's like literal. It, it would be like meet the, the handless keyboard player where if someone is playing keyboards and then this guy's just pretending to like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm all for, I'm, I'm all for doing this kind of like, like make a wish foundation thing. Like, you know, if a kid wants to be a rock star and he, you know, he's terminally ill and then they like, they put him on stage with like Metallica or something, like something like that. Like yeah. what a, what a nice thing to do, but to actually pretend that people that cannot do the things that, that they want to do, like you need to tell people no. So, so, and that reminds yeah, me, that's, the, that, that's a big thing with, with everything that's happening in society. Now you have to, um, conform to people's delusions that they're the yes. opposite. Sex. It's like, what, wait a what? minute. Uh, like, well, not just that, but I mean, like, like DJ brought up earlier with the, you know, you have like people that can't qualify for military service. So now what you do yeah. is you just have to lower the bar to let them in. Yeah. So, so like, you're just, you're just telling people that can't do a thing that they can't yeah. do that. It, oh yeah. You can do that. Someone was telling me about this movie uh, a same little while ago. That, same, thing. Uh, same thing. But, uh, there was a movie that came out like 10 years ago. I, I didn't see it. I remember the trailer, but it's about a slug that ends or a snail that ends up winning. Turbo? The, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. A, a snail. A snail. It wins. Hold on. Hold on. Stop interrupting and laughing. I know it's really funny, but I have to get this out. It's about a snail that wins the Indy 500. <laughs> now, some, some guy was telling me about this. He's like, this movie just came out about a snail that wins the Indy 500. Oh. Like, this sends a message that, like, even if you can't do something, like, if you believe you can, but at a certain point, there are things that you cannot do. Like, if you do not have hands like you maybe you shouldn't try to to be like a, a guitar player like thing or things you use your hands for like there i i i understand there's that guy like the oscar petorius who ended up like killing his girlfriend or something oh, but God. he didn't have legs and he became like a like a marathon runner or a sprinter oh, yeah. or something but but he had prosthetics that allowed him to do that so it, mm-hmm. like we're not at a point where 
uh, like you, you don't have it. You're born without hands, but through some kind of medical graft or something that they're able to give this someone like synthetic hands that can play guitar. That's not how it is. So this jawless rapper, it's not like through technology, he's able to rap or no, he just can't rap. And someone stands behind him rapping and then he just pretends to, and he's being celebrated. I mean, this is, this is the, this, the celebration of complete idiocracy of the, yeah. You know, like I don't, you know, I I like most 90% of good music, you know, good uh, music. I, I I love rock, um, yeah. obviously. Love jazz, l- love fusion music, love classical music, uh, 20th century, um, you know, good pop. I just, I love music. But that garbage, I'm sorry, cannot be construed in any way, shape, or form as music. No, it's no, not music. No. no. And, yeah. And, 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 and the, the pretending, like, just like you're, you pretend that, someone's the opposite sex when they're not like you're pretending that this is something good um it's not well well in let's form. well in, let's, in the most egregious the most egregious part of it is the lyric content because the lyric content speaks to the subconscious and the more young people repeat this insanity this toxic, this social toxic garbage that is is designed to tear apart the family unit and and, and the rest of society um, is what's being ingrained in these kids' brains. It's astonishingly bad. It's a weapon. Uh, yeah, is, yeah, totally. It's a psychological weapon. Mm-hmm. It's a psyop. And it's um, it's a lot. <laughs> It's a, it's a lot easier to fool someone than to tell someone they've been fooled. <laughs> so, oh, well, yeah, <laughs> especially, especially like, that our, 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 our society has become so narcissistic and egotistical. It's like, I, if I'm wrong about something, I'll admit it. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I was wrong, man. You know, I, I want to, I, I need to learn something here. Yeah. You know? I, 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 I can learn something from being wrong. What's wrong with that? What, what, what's wrong with, with admitting that you had it, your take was wrong? There's nothing wrong. Well, here, here's, here's what's wrong with it. What's wrong with it is it assumes that like being wrong m- means that you're willing to learn. And it's not about learning. It's about how mm-hmm. good you feel. And it's better, it's better to feel good than to, than to, yes, yes. And this is what social media has really done. And I, I got off social media like, or like 10 ish years ago. Cause I, I just saw all these people that I thought were friends and, and, and nice, intelligent people just acting like buffoons and psychopaths. And I was like, I just, I can't do this anymore because it, it all became about like, look, here's a thing I did. Give me a thousand likes. So I feel good. Like, well, that thing you did, it's not interesting. Like you went to a restaurant, someone else made that for you. Cause I, I used to do that. Like, like, look at this thing that I made and, and, uh, and I, I thought people would, you know, isn't, don't you think this is cool? But people are like, here's a, like a picture of me with something that someone else did, but that's their achievement. That's not yours, but all these people, they, they, because of social media, they, they grew to be in love with themselves. Yeah. It's and, the and, celebration of, of mediocrity. 
it's well yeah. it's uh, and uh, i i do think it is it is corruption and i i do think all kinds of addiction i do think it it is it is demonic i really do and i i i think there's no difference between being addicted to heroin or pornography or social media like it it's still your your brain is mm-hmm. is drawn to things that are objectively bad for you and i i had a conversation with someone not too long ago and they they tried to do like oh aren't i so smart like who am I to say what's good or what's bad for you? Like, you know, what's bad for someone, like when it has negative effects on your health, like right now, if you have a Reese's peanut butter cup and you haven't had one in 10 years, it's not, I mean, it's not good for you, but it's not going to have a negative effect on you, but what's Hold on, the, I got to go get one. Hold on. Yeah, go ahead. You, yeah, go ahead. You can, you can have, you can have one. It's, just it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, not, not even just one. Cause it comes two per pack. So you can have oh, both yeah. of them if you want. I don't, I don't recommend. Why have any, one when you, when you can have two. Well, why have, two? but, but, and, and the problem with that though, is it, it turns into like, why have like, Oh, one's not bad for you. Well, then I can have two. Well, if, if one's not bad for me and I can have two, well, then I can have 10. And, and that, and, and that's how it starts because if, if we, if we said on this show, like, Hey, look, if your back hurts, take the fentanyl. Now, a, a lot of people would probably post comments saying like, no, that's never okay. That's bad. Don't do that. But there's enough people that are probably thinking like, Oh, my back hurts. The doctor prescribed me the opiates. Oh, this guy said it's okay. All right. It, like, and that, and oh, that's how doctor. And that, yep. Yeah, and that's how it all, Doctor Rock. And that—that's how it all starts. Is it? It's just someone saying something bad. Oh, that's okay. But you know what is bad for you? Like, okay, having a beer—it's not good for you. But having a beer, especially if you're already physically active, you—you uh, you do enough things that are good for your liver. You're burning enough calories. You're not sedentary. A beer—it's—it—it it is going to calm you. It is going to relax you. And like you do need, you know, some kind of, I'm not soul food, but something to soothe the soul. And, and that would help. But if you're having, yeah, but 28 beers a day or even, even less than that, like even like, you yeah. know, a, a 12 pack a day, that's still like, it, it's, it's going to be more anything. Go get your 12, <laughs> go get your 12 pack of, of Bush. <laughs> You better share or Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> I, I, hey, I got Pabst Blue Ribbon on my mind. Oh yeah, me too. It's a really funny video. <laughs> yeah, and, and, but that's how it all. But that's how it all starts. Yeah. And and you have a lot of people out there, and and this is and this has been an, an excuse that's been given to everyone is the the whole like, well, who are you to say what's right or what's wrong? Like, how do you know what's best for someone? Like, well, why, why do you think that someone knows what's best for themselves just by default? Like if I'm taking heroin and it's my choice, like, who are you to say that I know what's best for my body? Because I think most people would agree if someone is regularly using heroin, they don't know what's best for them. Like there's, there's, there's no, there's never a reason for anyone to regularly use heroin. Like unless unless you have like stage four stomach cancer and like you are just one foot in the grave, like there is no reason for anyone to use heroin ever, ever, ever. Drugs are bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> good. Yeah. I don't I'll, do I'll, drugs. Do you have any? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll email. I'll, I'll email you some. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, getting back to the monetization thing. Oh. Um, <laughs> I think that we need to um, have. We need to start an organization, um, uh, an artist. Uh, around the country and around the world to demand that um, this, this change be legislated for, for one, you know, just for starters, um, you know, and I, I advocate for a dollar a play. I mean, I think that that might be a bit too much. So much money. I know that's a lot of money, but I guess bargaining 25 chip, cents, there, yeah. 25 yeah, cents a play. I mean, let's start with 25 cents. I mean, uh, it, the, the amount of the, the millions of dollars that they're making on the backs of artists is absolutely unequivocally just unacceptable. And uh, just something's got to be done about it. I, and I, it's hard for me to believe, it, well, uh, that Congress doesn't do anything about it, but huh? Congress is so corrupt. Yeah, it's just. They're, ha- just, they're having sex on the floor. And and so, yeah, it's so insane. They're literally it, degenerate. I mean, like all it, of them. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Well, I mean, the riot is bad, you know? Uh, um, I would, I would, ar- I would argue in many cases it's worse because yeah. the, on one side, they're telling you that they're going to destroy you. And the other side, they're saying, no, 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 we're here to protect you. And then they're just, oh, yeah. and, oh, they're in power. Yeah. Oh, gee whiz. Oh, I, I just, I wasn't the time. Yeah. Oh, sorry. But uh, so, and, and oh. to, to expand on this point, we used to have a, a semblance of celebrating arts, like arts and entertainment mm-hmm. used to be something exactly. that, that was, exactly. and, and when you've replaced like real music, like real, like, and I and I will always default to metal being the, the like the peak of of music because it it takes influences from everything that was good and it puts Absolutely. it in a, in a nice creative package and it doesn't have to be metal but there's there's also you know there's jazz there's blues there, there's rock there's still people fusion is really is fusion really- I I I don't know I guess I kind of I kind of lump fusion into the jazz category but maybe I I just can't tell the difference but yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm talking you know like you know, big umbrella for, for just like generic rock, generic metal, gen- generic jazz, uh, blues. Uh, and there's still when people making. Record, when you hear what, that record, Chris, you'll hear all these amazing. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because, well, Chris, yeah. Chris is a musician. Chris, like Chris, Chris isn't a guy that plays guitar. Chris is a musician. Like he, mm-hmm. he understands. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of people like this and they're overlooked and, the people that are getting paid are the people that are replacing you and that. And, and it, it's, it's, a, a it's a one, two punch of one. Uh, it makes people think that that's, what's popular and that's the good stuff. Cause they're getting paid and they're getting promoted and they're getting all the plays. And, uh, two, anyone can make this music. So you can just grab anyone. Like, will you comply? Okay. Yeah. So you're going to be our new pop star. Like you know that guy he did that song it was really a popular lot of get compromised yeah. Oh uh, uh are you sure are they not like compromised from the <laughs> beginning I I would I would argue that all of them are like that's in their contract like you have yeah. to be willing to like you sell your soul Like um there was that guy um I used I I used to watch him all the time on um on YouTube uh, uh, Mark Dice 
Like he he wrote a book. It's oh, hilarious. Yeah, he wrote he wrote that book. Hilarious. It's like like the Illuminati of the of the music industry. And he's like, these people really do sell their soul because it's not like you know someone with the, with the red horns and the pitchforks says like you're I'm going to take your soul and like the the blue beam of light comes out. No, like you, we're going to give you money. You're going to do whatever we say, whenever, no questions asked, or we'll destroy your com- your uh, your career. That's it. Like that. Like people, people try to, to simplify what, what this, what this like selling your soul means. And it's, mm-hmm. and just, just like, um, so there's a song on, on my album, it's called on the cold floor. And if you read the lyrics, it, it's about demonic possession, but really what it is about is it is about drug addiction. That That's what it's about. And I do believe that's, that's a gateway to it for sure. I, I believe that it's, it's a demon has taken them it's taken control yeah. of them and that's very obvious to yeah to well be, well and we uh, we've done we've done like a little segment in a previous episode but i think it's important to talk about it now but literally like talking of selling your souls but lady gaga literally did an advertisement for pfizer i saw that <laughs> did she it's like it, it's so it, it's so it's weird so be, because the thing yeah. is like like <laughs> say Pfizer came to to DJ and I and said like hey we'll give you money if you promote Pfizer it's like well we could use the money in the promotion what does Lady Gaga need it for Lady Gaga's yeah. probably exactly. worth like she's probably worth at least a hundred million dollars like millions yeah. more yeah, yeah. Cl- closing in on a billion easily like no, yeah because because it's <laughs> it's. If Rihanna's a billionaire, then how much money does Lady Gaga? It's probably affected of her, you know. Oh yeah, I'm sh- I'm sure it's oh, yeah. it's in her contract. But yeah. uh, but back but back to this is they they don't want to encourage the arts. So I I think that they don't that like they pay so little because it it makes people not want to to take up music. And we we have an innate desire to create things. I mean, it, the, the most primal driving factor for almost anyone is to find a mate and literally make another version of yourself. So we have it in our DNA. That's to, creation. Yeah. yeah we, we have it in our DNA to actually make things and making music is, is a very important thing. And this is like going wow. back to the, the it's, people. It's, it's our responsibility too as artists to 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 keep the flame alive man yeah and and we and the the best way to do it because we are trying to to bring rock and roll back into the limelight because that Mm -hmm. it it deserves to be there i mean it's it's gonna it's gonna keep existing and the best way to do it is honestly is to defang modern pop especially rap because rap is it, it is a oh it's a weapon that it's it's far, it's far more destructive than you know the the atom bombs that were dropped on Hiroshima and, and Nagasaki. <laughs> I mean, look, just look at look at the fallout of it. Like how how many people have been murdered, it's, and like how many people have become drug addicts or drug dealers just, as a result of it. That that kind of mental poison just destroys people on a, on a level that you it's 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 not even. It doesn't hit you at first, you know. Like, no, the it's be- no, it hip- subconscious. It hypnotizes you because you hear yeah. the beats, and then your feet just your feet yeah. tap to it because yep. th- that's the point of it. it. It it is like it's it's 
hypnotism oh, it's like you know you're getting very sleepy you will buy a brick of cocaine and <laughs> you will sell nothing, it there's nothing that drives me nuts more than um oh i'm a musician i make beats I, yeah. or i'm a producer i have a computer and i make beats what the right. f- yeah. is that good job what the hell are you talking about man? yeah okay and, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't even know what a major scale is or a minor scale or, or no, no, that's, that's music. Now you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, grandpa. Where, where, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't even know reality. That's not music. Get, with the, times. Do. Get with, with the times. Get with the times. Old man. Stupid, bro. You're, you're stupid. Bro. <laughs> yeah. Get, 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 get uh, stupid. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. cool not to know anything. Wait, yeah, you, you have your clothes on. You're not doing butt dances and for money. Just, you know, at you know what, what? Yeah, it it is. It, and there's something actually that I wanted to bring up too with um like not being able to do things that you literally can't do. But there is a good inverse to that. And I hope you don't mind me sharing this because we talked a lot on the phone, Francesco. I really appreciate your friendship, man. Like we uh, we gotta hang out what? soon. But you talked about uh, having like a psychic imagery in your head at oh. 18 and, oh, yeah. and and um oh yeah and it was with about your your idol john sykes one of my idols oh one of your idols yeah long and time do you mind kind of uh, explaining or uh, you know yeah so uh, continue on with that yeah so um my friend uh childhood friend ray krakowski fantastic guitar player um was in this band uh tnt they're called TNT, not the same TNT from Germany, <laughs> um, but just a local Pennsylvania band. I grew up in Pennsylvania and uh, fantastic musicians in that area. And I, I grew up uh, fortunately uh, around a lot of them and his band was awesome. And they, they, you know, were playing in bars and they started playing white snakes hits from the white snake record, the, the big one. And, um, and I was like, oh, this music's amazing. So I s- started listening to the record and I got this psychic image of Sykes. I never saw a picture of him. And just this image of him, it looks exactly, almost exactly like him, just entered my head. It was just like, I, it, it was, it, and this happened to me a couple different times. Um, and I knew for, somehow I was going to work with him. Right. So this is like 20 years later. I'm, I'm in uh, California because I had moved to California for, you know, to be in, in the music business. And I was at my ex-girlfriend's house and we had just watched the, the movie Rockstar. Right? <laughs> and the credits were rolling and my phone starts ringing. I'm like, I, I didn't pick up the phone. Uh, hello, is, is Francis there? I'm like, huh? Who's this? Uh, oh, this is John Sykes from Thin Lizzy. I'm like, what? <laughs> when he was fucking playing a joke on me, you know? And um, it was him, and he asked me to audition for the band. And I went to his house, and he he hired me, and it was so surreal. It, it was so surreal, but but... You know, it it just, that's because, you know, I I was connected 
you know, being connected to the universe, you know, you, you create a visualization like, or, or, you know, sometimes the universe gives you this energy and the visions or, or, you know, this premonition that something's going to happen. And it happened. It was crazy, man. It, it was like 20 years later, but you know, that's, that's, um, that's amazing. Yeah. It, I, I, it, it was I crazy, man. And we're still good friends to this day. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I had the, the amazing experience of playing at Thin Lizzy for three years with Tommy Aldridge and, uh, and Scott Gorham, the original guitar player and, and John Sykes, man, every night, like next you gotta, to Sykes. You gotta pinch yourself. Oh. Is this real? Like, yeah, that's, dude. that's incredible. And a testament to you being such an amazing musician. Like, that's oh, not just gonna just give anyone music, that, you know? that job. I just love it. And I, I taught myself how to play, and I'm still teaching myself new things. You know, I'm on this uh, Rush tribute. Uh, I have a Rush tribute gig that I'm doing in, in Michigan, uh, Saginaw, I think. Um, near detroit uh and i'm playing keyboards too so i'm i'm learning that i just stop myself <laughs> doing it all and, you know i mean um well, that's, it, it's that's just a like, beautiful thing man. yeah that's the thing too which i think is lost or a lost art if you will is is continuing like education like learning like people Holy are just man. happy with being comfortable and stagnant and just oh i've got a phone so well, what do i need to learn like they don't understand that there is yeah, there's there a, things to there's learn. a difference between uh, I need to know something I'll Google it and retaining it and actually learning it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, people it, people can't separate that anymore because the thing is, uh, we we live in a society where everything is all about instant gratification. So you don't need to learn anything because you always have your phone to fall back on, no matter what it is. Like you don't need to cook because you can order from Grubhub. Like you don't. You don't need to be, you don't need to uh, learn. Yeah, any, did that last night, man. There you go. You don't need to, you don't need to learn any information because you can just yeah, Google it on your phone. It's just, all conveniently done for you. Yeah. You don't need to learn how to make friends with anyone. Cause you can just go on grinder. You know, you just like, everything or, is all there. Crazy man. Or even an AI chat bot. You don't even need a oh, girlfriend anymore. Even, yeah, yeah, that, that too, oh. that too. Yeah. He doesn't you know, even get mad at me. So you don't, I, well, well, we, again, I'll, I'll, I'll do you one more. Like you don't oh, even need, you. you don't even need to do regular friends anymore. You can have AI chat bot. Yeah. Like you, you can, you can do like what, whatever you want. You can just have like AI can just, hello, how are you today? DJ, you doing good. How is your <laughs> dog? Oh, that's great. Oh, what, what you want to talk about? Oh, I know that you, you fancy baseball. Tell me about the baseball you like. Oh, let's and take the, a quick break. I'll be right back. Okay. Well, okay. I'll, I'll keep doing this bit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go break. ahead. Take your break. Because <laughs> I'm loaded with all this information. Whatever you tell me about baseball, I know everything about it. So you you can have a, ai is is ready to to replace everything so why like why would you why would you need to have a friend like why would you need to to know anything like a, ai is is there it's got your back like there this is this yeah. is kind of a, a scary thing with, with ai like i do i do not see ai as a good thing um mm, I, I don't either and i and i think of it like everything like I think you and I, we've seen enough to just know, I think had <laughs> yeah. 20, I think 20 years ago, if AI were introduced, I think we'd be like, oh, this is so cool. This is going to be so great. 
but now like we we've seen how technology has has really mm-hmm. turned people fat lazy and, and stupid so now you have another thing that it's it's going to do all the work for you like they even have like ai robots that are like cooking yeah. people breakfast and stuff well, i'm sure they've got like ai like sex robots too and then it goes oh, to I the bet. point to where <laughs> what i said oh i bet yeah. Oh, yeah. It gets to the point where literally like you're lit- living in Terminator because the idea is that the artificial intelligence realizes or the machines realize that, oh, like humans are a threat because they're going to realize we're actually bad and nefarious. So we need to get rid of the humans like and we're feeding them all that information. I feel like a crazy person, but it's like when when I, I think I saw an article that like an AI worker at one of Elon Musk's um tesla shops or whatever like is it suing hurt. elon musk it, no it no oh. it hurt like an employee like it went it like went oh i i the, did uh, hear something like that yeah yeah, yeah. i heard <laughs> that like, oh yeah, it's yeah, begun yeah. the terminator <laughs> literally uh so like and, and things happen fast right like just think a couple of years ago where we were and like now that it's in the mainstream with ai because people are like oh look like now there's chat gpt and that was the big thing and like oh no that's been around like a little while it's just it's just now it's you have it good now yeah now yeah you yeah. have it and then look where are you going to be next year then the year after that oh yeah like uh, the ai controls all of our missile defense systems oh that's good what could that, possibly go wrong wasn't that pretty much what happened in terminator is <laughs> yes. is, is that yeah and, and who's programming the ai <laughs> well, ex- well yeah that that's There's the problem that. it, it's it's people with ag- people with agendas are programming the ai not people that care about truth so that that's the that's the ultimate problem percent yeah one thousand percent and and this this is the and and the 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 adulation to about this ai crap is just it's just mindless it's like aren't you worried about who is programming this crap? You don't even have to think anymore. Oh, you that, isn't that great? <laughs> I mean, what the truth is that someone else wants you to think the truth is. Man, it's it's astonishing that that Whoa. our society has lost its mind. Yeah. No, they have. Well, and, well, and, you know what? You know what? <laughs> you know what? The, the scamdemic too really revealed, and this is this is. Um, a, a, a point of contention for me about the music business and, and, and artists is like, wait, I thought you were anti-establishment. <laughs> wait, now no, you're going to no. stick your head up the ass of every Futsin pharmaceutical corporation and every NGO that was not voted for by the people of this world now you're you're gonna you're gonna comply with the establishment so many bands like in the last few years really revealed who they really are no doubt it, it, well the, the, you, i mean no 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 i'll, I'll say yeah, yeah no i under I, yes yes you're you are 100 percent right so this is the thing about music music was anti-establishment when yeah. the establishment had morality when it actually cared about the nation now it didn't always 100 but there were a lot of people that were still working for the people now not like no corporation cares about anybody 
nobody in politics cares about anybody. But there was a point. But but there was a point when there were plenty of people that did care, and there were a lot of people that cared, and they they wanted to do what was best for people, and maybe maybe even some corporations at the time would just wanted to make a good product. And if we make a good product, we'll make money. But now it's just like, let's make as much money as possible or let's control people or make them as stupid as possible. So this all goes back to punk rock. Like punk rock is like, oh, it's anti-establishment. But that was a time when establishment was somewhat good and moral. Like for, for all the problems of the Reagan administration, there was still like, you know, Nancy Reagan, like say no to drugs. Like there were, there was still, <laughs> you know, Ronald Reagan, the, the, the best, the best social program is a job. Like what's the, what's the most dangerous thing someone could say? I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Here to help. Like there, there was <laughs> like, he, he was right on that, man. No, of know? course. Well, yeah, sure. But I'm, I'm saying like a lot of the, like these were like the, the statements at the time. And this is what they were anti-establishment for where them. now the, the establishment is yeah. openly hostile to, to, to everybody. And these people they're pro-establishment now because they weren't anti-establishment. They were anti-morality. And at the time, the establishment stood for morality. Like we went from 1950s, leave it to beaver <laughs> to, to shaking butt, uh, dance lady. W-A-P. Yeah. Hey, and and yeah, to, to Cardi hey, B hey. being in the baby shark, the movie. Yeah. Hey, I have an only fans and I twerk on the side, but don't, don't judge me. Yeah, but you, well, you but you have to. <laughs> well, yeah, but you have to be. Do you 18 play bass and, in it. Hold on, there. You, <laughs> oh, that's all have, I need. Yeah. He, he, play, oh, he plays. He plays bass naked, but you have to be eighteen <laughs> and up. He's not on Nickelodeon with Cardi B. It's different. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, are you aware of that, Francesco? We don't are need to talk of? about that. We don't okay, need to talk about that. I, 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 I said Sorry. my one line. We'll gloss gloss over that. But, gloss but yeah, that that's the point. Is that stuff is celebrated. Like, and going back to our, our early episode oh that God. we did on the PMRC, like I am pro PMRC. Like they were trying to keep that stuff away from kids. And a lot of people can say like, they shouldn't censor the artists. Like, well, why not? If the artists are promoting things that are objectively bad for children, why shouldn't they be censored? Because they stopped censoring them. Look where we are now. There you go. So censorship, I, I'm, I'm for censorship to an extent like the r rating is a good thing like you know nc17 like these are good things like kids do not need to have access to all the things that they now have access to and it was done under the guise of freedom freedom isn't necessarily a good thing independence is a good thing but mm. with, with the having absolute freedom uh, just yeah. turns you to the freedom to be a prostitute the freedom to be a drug yeah, addict the, the and the the and the yeah, freedom to, to, to waste your time scrolling through social media, just getting depressed and wishing you had the lives that other people had. That's mm -hmm. what freedom leads to. And, and the people with their hands on the levers of power know that. And they perverted these naive people that just wanted independence saying like, look, look, you can have freedom. But really what they offered them was carnal pleasure. And have you ever seen Pinocchio? Well, we're living on pleasure Island and we have a country full of donkeys. Yep. Like that's it. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a good world, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's lovely. Yeah. But you know, there's, a, there's a lot of people waking up to the realities that we're talking about and, 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 and people are having epiphanies um, uh, and the veil is coming off. So there's a lot of good things happening. Um, 
you're just not really hearing about it. You know of what I mean? Of course not. Because yeah. they, 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 you know, <laughs> they control the algorithms. Why yeah. would they show? And they, they, <laughs> they own the, they own the entire media complex. So it's, uh, and, and the algorithms obviously are, are programmed to suppress that kind of messaging. Right. So, but you know, there's, there's, there's good things happening then, you know, and we have to keep music alive primarily for that, you know, for that purpose of, of enlightening, you know, people just. It's really why this platform exists and why we do this show. (laughs) What we're trying to do. uh, So AC, have you seen, um, (laughs) have you seen the movie uh, Daredevil by chance? Uh, I think I did. Is that the one with uh, Ben Affleck? Oh yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. it. I don't remember. I mean, I I don't think it was very good. Oh, but... yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Was it the the, the music? The music was cool. Yeah. Well, I played on Francesca played on it. That's why I brought it. Oh, up. okay. Played on that record, and um, yeah. So that was like the first time. Uh, you know, my... Did you get to walk the red carpet and stuff like that. Yeah. How does that work uh, with? Oh, uh, for the Grammy thing. Yeah, that's or... cool. Okay. The oh, Grammy thing was cool yeah. because oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Well. It was it was cool and it it wasn't cool <laughs> at first because um Evanescence's manager, Dennis Ryder, who's passed away now, um uh he tried to bar me from going to the Grammys. I mean, this is this is how heinous some people are in the music business. So I played on this record and they they literally tried to stop me from going to the Grammy. So I had to call, I had a, a friend of mine that worked at Naris and, and I, I called her up and she goes, I'll put you in touch with the vice president. So I, I explained the whole situation where, and she got me tickets. So me and my girlfriend went. And the cool thing was, is that um, the first person I saw there was Steve Vai. Right. Oh, and I had oh. auditioned for him like a couple of years ago, like previous to that. And it was a super cool. Uh, he's awesome. Do you ever meet Steve? He's so cool. He's just I would love great, to. <laughs> and um, and it, obviously one of the world's great guitar players. Um, but I got to play with um, uh, Mike Mangini. Mike Mangini was uh, playing drums at the time. It was so great. Uh, it was so cool. And um, but I, I didn't get the gig. But it was great, you know, to play with them. I mean, it was yeah. it was amazing. And he, he saw me and he goes, don't I know you? And he said, audition for me. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you remembered me? Oh, that's that cool. Made, <laughs> that made rehearsal. And she goes, he goes, yeah, that's right. That's right. He goes, what are you doing here? Oh, I said, I played on Evanescence's Fallen album. And he goes, that's you? <laughs> and he goes, I can't get that CD out of my, you know, CD player in my car. I listen to it all the time. It's so good. I was like, oh my God, thank you. You know, thank, thanks for, you know. Uh, appreciating the music, you know, it was just amazing. And then, you know, like that was the, like kind of the highlight of the evening, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Eli, you know, complimenting me. I was like, what the hell, you know? And then, you know, I walked in, there's, you know, like the usual suspects that was like, you know, uh, you know, all these people there, you know, I, I'm not going to name drop, but just David just Geffen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Friendly. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh he, he's a very interesting character you know i didn't mean anything um derogatory about him but I mean, steve vi or david geffen 
No, David Geffen. Oh, okay. yeah, very, very interesting. Very I mean, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> leave it at that. But um, uh, but it was a it was a really cool experience because like th- that's another thing I had a vision about. I was like when I was a kid, like teaching myself how to play. I, I just loved music so much. I was like, I want to go to the Grammy someday. You know. And it happened. It was like, you know, it was like just manifesting through thought and and emotion, you know, like this is, I love this so much. I was like, oh my God, I got a chance to go, you know? And, and it was just like a, a testament to, yeah, I'm on the right path in life. You know, I'm doing what I love. And even though I'm not famous, you know, like I, I really, I'm so glad that I'm, contributing to the art you know whatever contribution that may be you know and and it it really it was really inspiring you know even though you know they they didn't do right by me you know um in multiple ways it was a it was a really good experience for me you know and uh yeah still keeping on man you know because because of all, all all the experiences I went through and, and it's uh, just keep doing it. Cause I love it. You know? Yeah. Anyway. Well, I want, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. We will, we yeah, will man. definitely have you on again. Uh, so I also want to take this awesome. time. So I, I've started a new show with, with my friend Ken, it, it's called the memory hole and we are going to be covering <laughs> various news stories that I consider some of the most important events that have ever happened that have been completely ignored by the media and uh yeah Yeah. i'd love to be on that yeah 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 (laughs) i'll uh, have you on for that yeah we our our first episode is going to be in the the next few weeks i'll I'll put the link to our our rumble channel we're gonna that one's gonna actually be a live show so you know, look look out for that. But anything else you'd like to pro, uh, plug, Mister D Cosmo? Uh, yeah. Um, well, a few years ago, I um, I got called um, by uh, Brian Titchy and um, and Brent Woods um, to do a, a Rush tribute the day before. They, they were doing a Rush show at Nam, and um, they called me the day before because. Um, uh, I forget who the bass player was, but he couldn't he couldn't do the gig because of a contractual contract contractual obligation. <laughs> uh, contractual. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of very similar in Go meaning. Um, uh, so he couldn't do the gig, so I came in and did the gig the next day. So um, Brian was really impressed, and he um, so we did a we put together a rush tribute show. It wasn't like a tribute show in in the traditional sense of the word where, you know, you try to look like that. I think that's like hokey. You know what I mean? It was kind of a, we called it a rush. So like a celebration of Russia's music. So, but anyway, we did it in Vegas a couple times. And um, so it was, it was really successful. And um, so Brian's idea was, do you know, uh, do you know, Brian Titchy? He played in uh, White Snake and Foreigner and Billy Idol's band. Uh-huh. And, uh Zach Wilde's yeah. band, um, uh, Pride and Glory, right? Anyway, um, great drummer and guitar player. And um, so he said, why don't we write you know, a, a song to kind of promote the, the project a, as a tribute to Rush? 
So we wrote this this song called Huck Finn, which was kind of a, a an answer to the song. And anyway, it, um, we promoted the song. It, it, it got some traction, and um, it actually charted on the rock charts. This was a few years ago before the scandemic. And um, then when that happened, uh, somebody heard it, and we got an investor, and we got some money to do like four other songs. So we have five songs. Uh, the original project was called a farewell to Kings. And if you go to on, on, on YouTube, you can, you can find it. Uh, a farewell, uh, farewell to Kings. Huck Finn is the name of the song. And, uh, but we're, we, we agreed on changing the name to space time or yeah, uh, because we can't use a farewell to Kings because it's, uh, I guess it's copyrighted by rush. Right. Can't use it. Can't really use it. But um, so we have four other songs, and uh, I I sent one to you. If we could possibly play it, that would be cool. Um, I don't know if we have time. We we will have time. We we we'll, we have decided, and for everyone else out there, we have decided to nix our our closing uh, theme that we used for every episode, and we are going to use the guest songs at the end as well. Oh, cool. Around. <laughs> yep. We got it all. Great. So that's the story behind that. But, uh, it, you know, it's a, it's, it's exciting because it's, uh, it's not like anything that's being recorded out there. And, uh, yeah, we're hoping to, uh, uh, maybe release some songs this year. And, um, but it's weird because everyone's doing different projects, which is, that's, that's the, the conundrum, you know, you do a projects with you know uh it, you know like kind of famous musicians uh walter eno is is uh the guitar player he played with uh eagles of death metal and survivor and I know, a I'm, bunch of is he related to brian eno no oh. no no di- different spelling um oh. and uh jonathan sindelman who was in keith emerson's band he's a fantastic keyboard player he he was the keyword player in the project and he, he's in the, he's in the video as well. Um, but, um, yeah, so this song, uh, is called no man's land and it's basically about, um, what happened to humanity during the pandemic and how dark everything, you know, uh, seemed to get, you know, how depressing and weird it was. And, um, yeah, it's basically about that. All right. Now, perfect. A cheery subject, you know. Good note to yeah. go out on. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, appreciate. Final thoughts, DJ. No, I I really appreciate you, uh, Francesco, for for not only hopping on for us for so long, but, but sticking through the uh, the uh, technical difficulties oh, that's we okay, were man. experiencing. You know, you know glad someone runs could... runs into your house with a car. And... <laughs> hey, it happens, right? I guess that's what times have become, right? <laughs> But man, no, please, you know, uh, come back anytime, you know, we'll, uh, happy to have you. This was excellent. And I am a big, I am a big fan personally of your work and career. So I, 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 I am just so thankful for this and really, you know, um, please, you know, like I, like I always say to not only you, Francesco, but to everyone else out there, please, you know, stay safe out there.